1: They feast, like there's no tomorrow.
2: Really 007. Welcome to the Really 007 podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pickup. And in this episode, here we go, we'll be discussing... (laughs) (laughs) That. Another day. (laughs) Another day. <laughs> Another day. Another day. Another <laughs> day. <laughs> no effects were used. No production was unlike the song itself. Um, so I'm, I'm sure there's going to be many parts to this bloated review. You can find lots of other episodes, reviews and specials on iTunes and Spotify if you just go and look for the 7 Pod or visit our website at PodDoja. We're available on most social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as a dedicated YouTube channel. Again, if you look up Really 007, and please do subscribe to the channel and join in on the fun. So tonight, I want to give a shout-out to Mr. Charles Marsh, known as charloid0926 on Instagram, who only has positive things to say about us, and more importantly, on the world of James Bond, Mm-hmm. A really a really crisp guy and a top fella. So shout out to you, Charles, tonight. Great, man. Now, my team tonight, discussing the biggest Bond ever at the box office <laughs> to that point, consists of all six of us. So good evening to John Kell. Good evening. Chris Goldie. Good evening. Robert Parker. Good evening. <laughs> Math Pickup. Good evening. And Harry Pickup. Good evening, 007. Um. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Narrated by Charles Gray. Yeah. Gosh, we've done it, lads. We've reached Dine
3: of the Day. The, right. the exci- you can feel it in us. The excitement is massive, overwhelming. I know. <laughs> when we started this, it was like,
2: which reviews do we want to be on and who wants to be on which? And we've got to Dine of the Day and we all want to be on it.
1: <laughs> That's yeah.
2: the turnaround. It's all been leading to this. It has, yeah. <laughs> All those clues in the old MI6 <laughs> building. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, it's only our second Pierce Brosnan review. Oh. So, and, and you know, coming hot on the heels less than two years after we bored everyone <laughs> to death with our
1: loving <laughs> of twine.
2: So, you know, you've been waiting. You've been kept waiting. But here we go. This is actually, of course, the first Bond film of the 21st century. Mm. Under mm. of The new millennium. Down of the day, wasn't exactly what fans were expecting at the time, I don't think, <laughs> going into it. Even watching all the trailers, everything, like, oh, right, okay. And its reputation seems to have slipped quite a lot in the years since. Much attention, of course, has been drawn to the cheesy dialogue, references to the old films, bizarre performances, <laughs> bizarre directorial and editing choices, and, of course, the darn CGI. But enough about no time to die. <laughs>
1: there it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think you, I
2: think you were waiting. For that, yeah. uh, I've got a couple of other of those gags later. Anyway, yeah. So dad, as we affectionately call it, uh, <laughs> consistently ranks, doesn't it, at the at the bottom or near the bottom of pretty much everyone's bond rankings. But we are hoping to shine some positivity on it, as as we do with everything. It's not true. I l- I listened back to the Skyfall re- review recently, and it was. It was quite frankly (laughs) indefensible. (laughs) Anyway, right, 2002 was a landmark year for Bond, of course, because he was celebrating 40 years on screen. Down of the Day was the 20th Bond film, and it was timed perfectly to celebrate the franchise, unlike No Time to Die was on the 59th anniversary and there was nothing on the 60th anniversary. (laughs) Together with the release, not only... Did we have a new Bond film? We had a BAFTA tribute hosted by Parky himself, Michael Mm -hmm. Parkinson. Never mind Pierce, of course he was there, but Tim, Roger, and George were all there, Uh all interviewed by him. We had performances of Diamonds Are Forever and Moonraker by Shirley Bassey. Other speaking on stage included the Bond girls, Ursula Andress, Maude Adams, Mm -hmm. Lois Childs, Mariam Darbo, Mm -hmm. Halle Berry and Rosamund Pike from the film. We had the villains, Christopher Lee, Richard Keel, Toby oh. Stevens from Dad, and we had <laughs> Samantha Bond and John Cleese from MI6. Oh,
3: oh, why yeah, couldn't
4: we have had something like
2: that
3: for well the sixty? It's because they're so connected with the fans. math. you know, they knew that we'd we'd never go for something as yeah. wonderful as that.
2: No, no. And if you think about it, forty years we had twenty films. In the twenty years that have passed, we've had five.
3: <laughs> right, this is not helping. No.
2: <laughs> that's, that's... Diminishing returns, but anyway. <laughs> Only in numbers. I'm not not saying that the quality is... No. No, no. Listen to the Skyfall and Casino <laughs> album reviews. <if> you... <laughs> anyway.
1: And they're you know, the better ones. Well... <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, right. not the better hat.
1: <laughs>
2: right, the cue cards for the BAFTA Tributes were written by Steve Punt. Can, can anyone oh. remember Steve Punt? Punt and Dennis. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And can anyone link... Steve Punt to the Bond franchise. Well, it's not a buzz around, but Hugh
4: Hugh Dennis, his yeah. comedy partner, yeah, was oh. a rare minor character in a Daniel Craig Bond film. Oh, sorry, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> in uh, in No Time to Die, he was one of the s- scientists. Yeah, yeah, he got
2: murdered, didn't he? he yeah, got, he got blown away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that
4: scene. I, I do. I think that's good. Yeah, yeah, it.
5: it's good that. Yeah, that but was it. great. Good, there you go. Was, that, was that included in the pre-title sequence,
3: or they put the? Yeah, I think that was
2: immediately after. Immediately, I do. Yeah, I think
3: that way.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Again, I do. I do enjoy how we actually, between us, don't know, and we have to poll opinion. You know, because usually with any other scene, we'd know exactly where it would be. In the,
2: yeah, in the film,
3: <laughs> in the one that doesn't have Bond
2: in it, telling me. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Bond is imprisoned in North Korea for fourteen months gasp (laughs) yeah before getting out jetting off to cuba london iceland and korea goodness me in search of the truth about gustav graves and his diamond smuggling operation
1: your freedom came at too high a price the mission was compromised the same person who set me up then has just set me up again so i'm going after him Got your attention.
0: Tell me what you know of James Bond. He'll like the fuse on any explosive situation.
5: Tell me the diamonds. Don't blow it all at once. What happened to you, Bond?
0: And be a danger to himself and others. I'm going to let him mix things up a little. My friends call me Jinx. My friends call me James Bond. Wow. Now there's a mouthful.
4: Who sent you?
0: Your mama.
1: Glad you can make it, Mr. Bond. I see you don't chase dreams, you live them. One of the virtues of never sleeping. I have to live my dreams. Time to draw the line.
0: Well, it seems you've become useful again.
1: Maybe it's time you let me get on with my job. So, this is where they keep the old relics in, eh? Twists, Voila!
5: You know you're cleverer than you look. Better than looking cleverer than you are.
4: A nice palace can be such a treacherous place.
0: I take it Mr. Bond's been explaining his Big Bang theory. Yeah, I think I got the thrust of it. Must you touch everything?
6: Would you like to show me more? <laughs> Kill him. Now! 1,000 meters in closing. Put you back into
1: it, eh? Hey? Let's get down to business. This like we're going down together. Not yet! <laughs>
2: Chaps, here we go. This <laughs> is the, the point in the show early on where I like to gather everyone's thoughts on the film, what they thought of it, basically, when it came out and all the excitement leading up to it. So I will start with John. I don't know how old were you, John, when it came out then? Were you, you still at school, presumably?
7: Yeah, oh, I was only 13. Yep.
2: Yeah. She
1: was
7: only.
2: So-
1: <laughs> was
7: <laughs> my, my first Bond film at the cinema was, was World Is Not Enough, I went with my dad I absolutely loved it, I was 11 year old I was 13 when I went to watch of a Day with both my mum and my dad, at that age I was very much a sponge when I was watching things, I took it in, I, I, I couldn't critically analyse something so I wasn't knowing you know, oh that's good, that's bad, but I, I, I always remember coming out vividly thinking that was nowhere near as good as the world is not enough. Like that was my first thought. I couldn't tell you why, but I remember, I mm-hmm. even as a 13-year-old lad, I really felt that. I also remember, however embarrassed I was seeing Electric King's legs on the big screen with my dad, I was 10 times more embarrassed hearing Halle Berry <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> next to my mum and dad. That's um do you mean but, just some of her lines,
2: or...? Well, just, yeah. <laughs> Can
7: yeah. you do it for us? <laughs> that was enough, but, you know, your mama, just pointed at my mum. Uh... <laughs> but having said that, I got the video, and me and my brothers, absolutely, we let that thing dry. We watched it so much. And I think we, we always found it enjoyable. Always found it enjoyable. Couldn't really put our finger on at that age why, what the issues were. And I remember going back when I was about 18 watching it and I was I just remember going, oh my word, I can't believe they've done this you know like some of the CGI only a few years later just was like wow and some of the lines and all the rest of it. and then obviously you get into the whole thing of the internet comes big and you get all these clickbait articles and it just becomes it just becomes cool to rag on this film. But I've got to say that over the past few years, possibly because of the state of the world, possibly because of the direction of the Bond franchise that it's gone, I actually really appreciate a lot of this film, though. I I can take it for what it is. I'm going to be fair. So, you know, when there is some ropey dialogue, I'm not going to try and excuse it unless... It's there, but but also it's not fair to just you know like how we say about with Octopussy, um, Oh, it's the one with the cloning. It's very easy to do that kind of thing with Dying of a Day and say, oh, it's the one with the Dodge lines. It's the CGI. It's got the surfing scene. There's also a lot of phenomenal action in that. Bar in Casino Royale hasn't actually been better in the last twenty years. I'd say there's some great performances from the likes of Rosamund Pike, Pierce. Gives it all he can give in it. This Peter Lamont, it, the Ice Palace is a beautiful set piece. There's loads and loads to appreciate here. And what I also think, and I, and I know I'm going on a bit, here, but I, what I also think is 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 that one of the things that seems to be had a go at um Dine of a Day as yes, a go at is is the how far removed from Fleming it is and how you know it's it's quite this snobby of what, what's happened to our franchise. Well it's not what Barbara Broccoli thought when this came out because if you mm. watch those documentaries, she continually goes on about how they're trying to get a Fleming feel with this film. And while some things are clearly not Fleming, I think that some people are a bit blinded some of the good things because they focus too much on the bad things.
2: 100% John.
3: Yeah. Brilliant. The Tony think... bar barring in.
2: Oh absolutely.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Going into this I did watch those two documentaries so there's the inside Dine of the Day like they did with the others. Obviously it's not Patrick Mcnee, but it's sort of a, a proper documentary into the whole thing but there is a brilliant one called From Script to Screen and mm-hmm. that is we'll go into that when we're talking about the background and the making of it but it's worth a watch. It's actually quite revealing that, you know, the, the, there's a lot of detractors and sort of the blame game afterwards, but everyone who went into it, the producers, director, Pierce, pretty much everyone went in with the right intentions, I think. And mm-hmm. the end result, of course, is divided opinion or, well, may, most people are agreed they don't like it, maybe. But right, Chris, so d- were you around college age or just after when this came out?
6: Uh, I was 21.
2: 21? 21? I was legal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: um so I, I yeah, I was I was already you know well established, you know, kind of bomb fan. I'd, I'd, I'd obviously had gone back and revisited the um you know, had them on video and stuff and DVD. So I was I was really excited about this because I I loved the world is not enough because it was a, a, a genuine attempt to do a spy thriller, and there was twists in there, and it yeah. was—it felt exciting, it felt it felt familiar but fresh, and I really enjoyed it. So I was looking forward to dying another day because you had, you know, oh, you know. It seems a bit cliche now, but, you know, Oscar winning actors are going to be in it. And it's like all the familiar faces, like, oh, we've got Vic Armstrong back, you have got Peter Lamont. You know, it's all mm-hmm. this, you know, like you're excited to see what what can you do? What can you do uh, with the same tools, but with different settings and, and all that kind of stuff? So I was I was, I was was really excited to see it. I suppose when, it, when I went to, to watch it, I was slightly disappointed in terms of just some of the choices that were made. And it was quite clear that the, some of the CGI was... Was, was poor, but I enjoyed it. And also at that stage, they were being so consistent in making Bond films, I, I was of the mind of, well, I didn't love this one, but I'm going to love the next one when it comes out in two years' time or something. And I just, I, I, you know, and I think that's quite indicative of, of the, that the, that sort of, the, the filmmaking that had gone be, sort of before. But I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought Pierce Brosnan was great. I, I, I was really pleased that it was another big hit for him because I think that, that he is, you know, he was Bond and I think he yeah. deserved, you know, the, the, you know, the good reviews and, and had really settled into it. I thought he was full of really interesting ideas and I'm watching it again. I'm, I stand by that. It has some really interesting ideas and really interesting set pieces. I, I just, I remember at the time thinking, oh, I just wish they'd had a bit more control over going mm. way too far this way. And it's just like, Oh, if they just, you know, I uh, mm. say maybe a firmer hand in the direction and just being able to say, no, let's not have that dialogue. Let's, you know, let's have yeah. a think about what's better. I think it would be it would have been definitely, you know, at least middle, if not higher tier, modern Bond films, because I think there's a lot in there that you can see on paper is is really interesting. Bond, really, you know, the references to, to Fleming without it being too obvious if you're not, you know, if you've not read Fleming. Um, so I, I, re- I really enjoyed it. I didn't love it. I didn't. Lo- I didn't think it was good as the world is not enough. I certainly didn't think it was good as, um, you know, tomorrow never dies or or, or gold night But I, I, it was a good, solid Bond film, and it had some great, you know, the set pieces. Obviously, the car chase on the ice is it, a real standout moment. And you know, there's a lot to love in this film. And yeah. Like I said, hopefully, this review can make people kind of revisit and think, actually. Once you get past, you know the bad a couple. You know, there's, there's not, there's a few dodgy lines in it, but there's actually some really good dialogue, and there's some really good, you know, just some nice humour that lands really well. Uh, and like I say, the action, the production design, the music, there's a lot going for it. And so hopefully people will look past this sort of. It's now become the, um, the joke, isn't it? The the mm. black sheep of the Bond family is that dying of the Day is this. Awful and watchable film when it's not nearly anywhere near that. So, so I'm really looking forward to sort of uh, hopefully
2: making people revisit it and uh, reevaluate it. Getting more and more buzzed and excited for this. The troops are being rallied here, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob, we we were both at uni, weren't we? Separate unis then, but I remember. I think it was second year uni for us. Was yeah. Um, the we I remember because I was living with, with our friend Jack. He was part of, we were both part of the Steel Press, University of Sheffield, you know, their sort of, their newspaper. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'd both got onto the sort of ticket list to do press reviews. Jack got to do this one, I think. Oh. So he had the advantage of having seen it the night before. I think it was on a, say it was on a Thursday or Wednesday he'd seen it. We were all going to see it. Did we watch it together, Rob?
3: We, we didn't, because uh, ah, right. I, I only know this because. Is I know exactly where I first saw it. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah, Tom, we watched it together. I think. yeah, yeah.
2: But did had Jack, did Jack watch it with us for the? Yes, I think Jack, Jack watched it with us, but he'd already
4: seen it. Right.
2: Well, I remember right. he, all he would say because he didn't want to spoil it. He didn't say anything. He said it's either absolutely brilliant or absolutely terrible. <laughs> so I, I went into it thinking, brilliant. That's great news. Said, <laughs> obviously, it's not going to be terrible. <laughs> i remember you know looking at him i think you know join the film like yeah yeah it is great isn't it? yeah and then <laughs> as soon as it started to get more cheesy and silly and everything it was like ah but it, it, you know technically it's both isn't it the but but so i i don't i don't remember i think going into it i was so excited because by this time we were obsessed Totally obsessed with totally
3: them. devoted, yeah. yeah.
2: Um and not just watching I, them, but like the, interested in the casting, you know, the song came out, all
3: everything about it yeah, was, was yeah. I, rem- I I'm convinced that we did see it in the cinema together, Tom, at some point in the weeks after. Because at that point, I think obviously um well we could both drive, couldn't we? So it wasn't yeah. so hard, you know, to get to the movies. I was yeah, first year, sorry, second year of university, uh, Christmas time, wasn't it? I think yeah. I so I was so excited about it. Um I remember, um, so it came out, I think, on the Thursday in this country, and I was there with Dennis Pierce, um, oh. lovely Dennis Pierce, midday, for the midday showing, first showing that was in either the Lancaster or Morecambe area, because I was at Lancaster Uni, so it was at the Morecambe Apollo, opposite the Morecambe and Wife statue, the Eric Morecambe
1: oh, yeah. Statue,
3: yeah. <laughs> And um Morning. yeah i remember sitting like the excitement was ridiculous <laughs> like we hadn't gone out the night before just to, so that we could you know properly a rare
2: occurrence yeah. swill
3: on this <laughs> and there was a fire um a fire alarm halfway through um <laughs> yeah no, so yes, it yes. was yeah and it was <clears> just after the fencing scene <laughs> um and i remember going out into the car park because we were all dragged out into the car park and we're all you know everyone's looking at each other like everyone who'd gone to this midday screen ever you know i remember everyone like this is flipping amazing. Looks <laughs> a good film. Like, dear me. So Bond. And then we went back in, and then at the end, everyone was like, Did they put the wrong thing back in? <laughs> what the hell
1: happened? You
3: know, like, like everyone literally bewildered, like, did they make two separate films and then just like no idea what went on? But you know, I I always very much enjoyed it, but acknowledging massive failures that are in the film mm. and there are some yeah. big failures yeah, yeah. in the film um but that doesn't detract my love or enjoyment of what was going on if anything now in hindsight like obviously because i'm going to be dead honest this was the, the t- 20 years ago isn't it or yeah. uh, you know 2023 we've just hit 2023 we are just over 20 years and that is 20 years since i've last enjoyed a bond film so 100% that is the <laughs> truth i don't mean to be rude about that but that is the absolute truth that is the last time i went to the movies and what enjoyed watching a bond film uh, so like, now I'm like, I wish I could have gone back to me in that car park and gone, buddy, it will never be as good as this again.
2: <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you never had it so good. You never,
3: yeah. honestly, you need to treasure every, the second half might be bad, but you treasure every damn second of it, you know? Like, so, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I, also massive love because I think Bronson, this is the problem <laughs> I've got. Bronson. So my mum calls him Peace Bronson. (laughs) (laughs) I I love my my gorgeous mum to bits, but she she yeah she always calls him you know like oh I wish we could just have Peace Bronson again. (laughs)
1: Well, such a good. Quite selling isn't it? Yeah,
3: it is. Yeah. Oh, uh, she was not a Craig. She was not. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Well, (laughs) (laughs) um, sadly, but she no. But her reasons were oh he's not. Very handsome, is he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, astonished. It's not your voice. No, it's your grand's voice. It's
2: our grand's
1: voice.
3: It's your yeah. grand's voice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, but um, Peace Bronson absolutely loved being James Bond. He, I, I thought what happened to him, you know, the sacking and all that was really unfair. He gave everything in his film. So just watching it again um, recently, he's really good in it. You know, with whatever he's given, material-wise whatever, there is no question in his investment here. He is giving everything to it, and he's outstanding. And they think it's me. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brilliant. So, yeah, very much a love. There's no hate. There's more just like a, ah. because it was very much like Chris. Like, oh, you know, this was a bit of a misstep. But there's lots I enjoyed in it. But don't worry, in two years' time, don't worry, it'll never be as bad as this again. Yeah. Cue, you know, 20 years of misery. <laughs> I do agree with you,
2: though, Rob. As in, yeah. No, 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 no. I agree that the feeling at the time was I was, I think my main concern was, oh, no, are they going to get even sillier? Is it going to get even sillier in the next one? Yes. Yeah. I was worried that they were going to go down that path rather than <laughs> what they often do, just go next one, bit more serious, back on track, nothing to worry yeah. about.
3: Yeah. Absolutely right, but no, <laughs> and, and also, like you're absolutely right. I love the, the Fleming. There is quite yeah. a lot of Fleming in there, that there? no true. one gives any credit. But there is loads of Fleming here, and I actually think this was the last time that Bond in the cinema was had actual echoes of true Fleming.
2: Right. So you that know, is, that's a quote no, on my wall. That's going to be. I really think it is. I
3: don't. It. I don't think anything that's gone since. Is the the true archetype of Fleming? No, no matter you know. Again, I say this often, but come at me, Twitter trolls. Give it. To me. <laughs> but like, yeah. seriously, there's true Fleming is exhibited here. It's not exhibited in the po face dude who just keeps going. <laughs> <and shit. laughs> Sorry. We needed Rob for this review.
2: We have to have, Rob.
3: You know, like, did you expect, like, a passionate defence of the Fleming in yeah. another day? <laughs> the, the, yeah. the
2: thing is,
3: the thing is, is, that this is usually the end of the review when yeah. we find all the I know, I know, I know. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah, you know, this is usually the point where people turn off when I start to oh, well. about stuff. So, you know, please stay with us because it will get, you know... There are trigger warnings, I think. We'll have to put <laughs> on you. Do, do you think... Do you yeah. think the Fleming
2: Easters
7: will listen to this anyway? <laughs> <laughs> really well, 007 well, doing diet of a day? I mean- <laughs> uh,
3: well, no. Chances aren't high.
2: Well, low-brow I. Lowbrow doing lowbrow. Yeah.
3: Well, possibly, possibly. It also needs pointing out that, you know, we are for the fans, by the fans. So, you know, oh, we. it does need pointing out. Oh, we, yeah. yeah. Mm.
2: Math, mm. as a Bond fan, did you, did you <laughs> expect it how it was when it came out? Or was it a bit like, that was a bit weird? When you, when you watched it?
4: Yeah, I um, I definitely I thought, I think, I, you know, I really enjoyed it when watching it, but was aware that there's a lot of silliness here and maybe, like, are they trying to do something a bit more, you know, I don't know, superhero-y almost, or X-Men, because or, X-Men had been, I think there might have been one, or there might even have been two by then. Mm. Um, Spider-Man, you know, more use of CGI. I, I was just worried about they were, they were going down that road too much, and also Halle Berry, who, you know, I was really, you know, I was, I was, you know, really pleased she was in it. And then she was on quite a lot of the promotional posters, like next to Bond, as though they were almost a double act. Almost she was, you know, on a par with Bond. Like, oh, I, I don't know whether there were posters of this, but, you know, a bit. Pierce Brosnan, Halle Berry, Die Another Day. I mean, you would never get that for a Bond Bond film in terms. Of... Anyway, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I always have known its flaws. It's always been one. If I was to watch it with someone whose views I cared about, I'd be a little bit, I don't know. I'd feel a little embarrassed at certain points. <laughs> but I don't know. I do, I've do. got a great fondness for it. I remember, and Tom and Harry, I'm sure you will remember this too. We went to um, America to stay. Well, we went to a few places, well, Chicago and that, but we went to stay with some friends in Indiana. Die Another Day was being shown on a certain channel like stars consecutive days yeah. yeah was it stars stars and um we ended up watching it almost in <laughs> a way like 3 days in a row or something <laughs> when you, when you watch a film or a tv program in america the um the advert breaks come every like 8 minutes or 9 minutes <laughs> really broken up so we ended up watching it with some of some of them and they were enjoying it the you know the family we were we were staying and um i don't know i just ever since then I think I've had just a real soft spot for it and I know it's got so many flaws I know a lot of people don't like it and I don't I don't necessarily disrespect you know I don't have a lack of respect for people if they don't like it if you know what I mean I, I get it I get it but I, I'm just able to look beyond those flaws I, you know I'm wincing eyes. certain scenes but it's it's an enjoyable film. The action really is terrific. I think it rattles along at a really good pace. The plot you can keep up with, although there are some questions that we'll deal with later. But um <clears> I don't know. It's just you know, there's a beginning, a middle, an end. It's very easy to to follow and it's and it's over with. And as you know, as the other guys have said, if that if there was then another back to serious after that, then I think they almost, and I know Casino Real's extremely popular and did a really good job of sort of resetting things but i think perhaps they, they overreacted in a way perhaps you know if you kept overreacting every time then you'd have a new bond actor every you know every every couple of films <coughs> but obviously it has it has its many sort of detractors i think a lot of it is harsh um a lot of it is is justified a few years ago i started reading the books the fleming <laughs> I read, <laughs> Royale, I read Casino Royale first and, you know, it is quite a faithful adaptation with bits bits added. But then then this was the third book I read because I think it's the third in... And <laughs> this. I thought,
1: yeah. Uh, sorry, the sorry, 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 sorry. I've Ruined the point. The point. Exactly. Yeah.
4: I was reading Moonraker exactly. and I was like, this is Dying of the Day. <laughs> this is. It really is. So, yeah, so that made me think, hang on. You know, this is like, surely it can't be as... As awful and as so far removed from everything as 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 everyone thinks, mm. so it's a film I really enjoy when I watch it. I know all its failings. I'm able to largely sort of look past them. It's another one where if I see that it's on ITV, ITV Two, ITV Four, and I've nothing else to do, I'll put it on, even if it's got half an hour left, an hour left, an hour and a half left, and I'll continue watching and I'll enjoy it. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited about us reviewing this film. Who knows
2: whether it'll get a renaissance like Moonraker has? Because that, Mm -hmm. I I think, you maybe not quite. Because, I mean, Moonraker, you know, it's got the John Barry score, hasn't it? It's got so much brilliant scenes with Roger and Drax and Jaws and all that. We're not going to sort of put it on a pedestal with that, perhaps. But there's been a lot of films that have, have grown in their love with Bond fans over these years. And certainly since we're doing the podcast Dying of the Day isn't one of them. We did do the Bond on the big screen, and I think those who watched it at the cinema, again, were actually pleasantly surprised by it. Now, I know I was sat next to Sam Rogers and he was tutting pretty much the entire time, and it was hard <laughs> to disagree with him, but I enjoyed it. Every time he tutted, I was like, oh, I love this, yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, go on, friend. Sorry. sorry, no, no, something else I was going to mention. I'm sorry, I'm probably going on a bit. I think it's the last kind of time I felt that, you know, having long been a Bond champion amongst friends who maybe we watched them when they came out, obviously a large part of growing up, there weren't any new Bond films. This was the last time I felt I was part of it, you know, I was part of the production or I was part of the promotion of it or, you know, being such big Bond fans and constantly talking about it to friends. I think after this, I'm still a massive Bond fan, but I'm almost going into that cinema almost not much ahead of people who are just casual film fans mm-hmm. casual bond fans mm-hmm. and i i feel i've lost a lot of the I, you know i i like some of daniel craig's films mm-hmm. uh, bond films i think there's there's really good things in all of them and i enjoy some of them a lot but it's the last time i felt part of it if that makes sense anyway sorry that's just something i wanted to uh, to mention
2: that's true of most of us i think it doesn't it doesn't mean you don't like those individual films or individual aspects of it no no you don't feel that they are catering as much to you, perhaps, to your tastes. And the more they've gone off catering to what they think fans want and what they think fans need, perhaps. But anyway, we will go into that, of course. Right, Harry, you've been waiting in the wings. I'm not sure I know what your opinions of this film are.
5: (laughs) I've been trying not to laugh out loud at some of the things I've heard, (laughs) just to reserve a bit of my voice, but not in any bad way, because I probably agree with almost 100% of what everyone has said. To begin with, I'm the same age as John, that's right, isn't it? Yeah. So my, so my first Bond was also uh, The World Is Not Enough at the cinema, sorry. And going into that, obviously we watched loads of Bond on video. In terms of the Brosnan era, Gold and I was a massive, it was a huge hit that kind of inspired us to make our own films. We watched over and over again, When you Inside Out. Tomorrow Never Dies was and still is to me no matter how many times I watch it I still feel like I just don't know it I can't can't (laughs) quite get to know Tomorrow Never Dies and then The World Is Not Enough was the first one I saw at the cinema so I've got loads of fond memories uh, of it I really liked it I'm afraid I can't be as I wasn't as mature as John to like it as as much as him at that age so I think when Die Another Day came along it seemed a little bit more obvious, colourful and bright for someone my age, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. I did enjoy it. I don't know if I felt it back then, but I was was kind of alluded to the poster campaign. I wasn't massively blown away by the posters. Things like that seem to stick in my mind. But just seemed a little bit not, not great. But I really, really enjoyed it and will have been aware that gradually, I don't know if I necessarily could pick a... A moment in the film where things changed necessarily, but I was enjoying it, and by the end I was thinking, "Yeah, that was great fun." And it was a little bit different, wasn't it? It's was a little. There's something that was different about that. That you know, I'm you know, I'm not sure what it was. I did enjoy it, but there's something that I, I'm still trying to work out. <clears throat> That's how I came out thinking. And then the more you kind of we talked about it, and the more opinions you heard, it, there was a lot of laughing at it that started to. Uh, come particularly in terms of cgi and i and then you realize like oh yeah of course i'm of course i noticed in the cinema of course i remember those scenes the cgi yeah yeah but things like in terms of the the smaller criticisms that come out later that it's i will have only noticed later but cgi was the first one that you know that i would definitely latched onto. and like tom i think my concern would was I don't really want them to go down that road, that road because it's it's not anything historical, magnificent. If it, if it starts of, sort, of, sort of follows triple X or anything like that, these those things aren't going to be around for long. So don't you know, careful here. And then the, you know it started to develop. I can't remember where I was or how I heard it, but you know the, the development that Pierce Brosnan had been sacked, and then uh, Daniel Craig had been hired. I Was a bit unsure about his. um him being cast, and then the more you hear about Casino and then when I saw it, and you've probably heard my my views on uh, our episodes of that, and it was a little bit like whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Do we need hold on? They're like, do we need to react to this much to Die Another Day? And like many of you have said, there's all, there was all back then. There was always that feeling that if it just gets off course slightly, you can easily just get it right back on track. You can just um, counteract it with you know, just give you this, the few eyes only after Moonraker, kind of. And then it you kind of just, you you go along the track, don't you? Sometimes veering off that side, sometimes veering off that side, but you keep going. And then Casino Al kind of made me think, you know, this is an overreact, a huge overreaction to Die Another Day. And though I have problems with Casino Royale in recent years, I've definitely seen the merits of it and what a brilliantly made film it is. And uh, my appreciation has definitely grown for it. But what it's done is it's used Die Another Day as a springboard for sort of the, for fans and casual fans so that it almost stamps on Die Another Day as it jumps off it, you know, with a bit of, you know, it gives a little bit extra to destroy Die Another Day. I think it's quite unfair. And then, the, you know, watching it um, in America, as Math has mentioned over and over again, when I was watching it just this week, I was thinking, you know, this is perhaps one of the Bond films I know most. Like in (laughs) in terms of dialogue and sounds and what follows what. It must be from that experience of just watching it day after day, die another day. Um, (laughs) um, But I'm still aware and cringe at the faults and the decisions that are made. And although although this sounds like it's sort of a conclusion, I'm sure by reviewing it we might end up in a slightly different place actually. But I was able to, I'm able to accept the faults because I think it's, done with a decent heart it's not done with mm. any arrogance it's not done with any kind of wanting to to muddy the waters and disregard mm. things it's just it's just a few mistakes made and I think one of the mistakes is that it's it's too much there are so many things that in isolation you could forgive and look back on and be fine with but it's just there's too there's too many things there's too like the dialogue for example one you know keep if you keep one in twenty of them, fine. But because they're it's almost like an episode of not going out, where every line is a you know every line is you've, you've got to really focus because it's a gag and it leads to the next gag. It's just, <laughs> and and in terms of CGI and everything, it's just it's just a bit too much in every way. But if you there's so many things that if you look at them in isolation, you can forgive it. Just it was the decision making and like Chris mentioned, the control losing control at times, but it just needed to be put back on track. I think that's that's all that's. That was needed, but yeah, that's my view generally, isn't it? That's my general view of it. I can't really remember watching it like on video or DVD in the intervening
2: years, other than that time in America. Yeah, uh, there must have been a gap where I hadn't watched it for quite a long time. I must say, over the the last couple of years since doing this, I've I had seen it once on Blu-ray and then once at the cinema. I, I I think the things like you've mentioned, Harry, they did annoy me over the years. And they certainly made me think this is the worst Bond film up to that point. You know, it's, it's undoubted. But a lot of that was because it takes time for a Bond film to enter the nostalgic period, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So Very I'm nice at that so. moment now. I've die another day, I will laugh at the jinx lines, they're completely naff, the rubbish, but I laugh at the bizarre things in Diamonds Are Forever. And I wouldn't I'm now at the stage where I wouldn't want to change them. I never wanted to change the Diamonds Are Forever nonsense. And there's a certain weirdness to that film that I love. And you cannot... I don't know how you create this weirdness. It's its a—it's genius, really, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> of the day. I don't, I don't, and watching these making of things, you're almost... Each film is so of its own, isn't it? Mm. That's why we love the Bond films, because they're not a continuation, effectively. And it, even the Daniel Craig films, you know, they're each of their own. They're each their own little islands where there's unusual things that happen in them. And Dying of the Day is, is an absolute king of that. And it really is a Bond you can put on, despite the ridiculously, massively serious beginning that went mm. further than any Bond film has gone before. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, It's okay, it's 14, 14 months of Bond's life that's gone. We didn't see. You know, you get the line, don't you? I think them says the world. The world's changed a lot since you've gone away. So that's a good line. But then I've missed the touch of a good woman or something like that. You know, there's the two, the two sides <laughs> of the coin. I can't wait to discuss that scene. Is,
3: the is this purpose of life? It's oh. two schoolboys,
2: Rob. It's two babies. Hey, well, oh, I mean, oh I mean. yes,
3: of course. Purpose. Let's right. sit down and... Yes. <laughs> Talk about sex purpose. Have you ever, have, have <laughs> well, you ever had sex pervas? Because I jolly have many times.
2: This is Claude
5: Rudolph. We're talking about the James Bond, "The World Is Not Enough," with Pierce Brosnan, and I was doing the Colonel Akakievich in Russia, and in English, the Colonel
2: Akakievich. It's called Christmas, not interested in men. Take my word for it, right? I'm, I'm excited. So, John, is it time for your amazing quiz? It's time for a quiz, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
7: <laughs> <laughs> and um, it had to be based around one of Dying of a Day's absolute strong points the fact of the nostalgic nostalgic references to the other 19 Bond films that went before it. (laughs) So, what I have got is 10 overall. It's in my phone as a dad quiz. Um, (laughs) The father. Yeah. The buzzer, quite clearly, is... (laughs) (laughs) Mojito. Mojito. (laughs) Mojito. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah well, so what? What I'm going to do is the first five are going to be I am going to say an event that happens in the film, and you have to buzz in and tell us what film that is referencing.
3: Okay. Sounds great.
7: Crisp. Okay. Number one, Chang secretly videos Bond. Right, Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Goldie. From Russia Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, you, you're just gonna have to count your score your own scores, by the way. Okay, number two. Colonel Moon's hovercraft falls over a waterfall. Mojito? Mojito. Oh, yeah. Go on, Harry. Moonraker. Absolutely. Oh no. good. Number three. Mr.
2: Kills Yellow Lever. No. Mojito. Mojito. On Tom. <laughs> I, I read about this. I can't... This is so crisp. I can't what do you mean, leave. yellow lever? Just get, carry on man. Oh, get the, oh, Mr. Carry Kill's
7: on. yellow lever oh. for the lasers.
2: Oh, right. Go on, Tom. It's the oh, same that, uh, yeah, that fur or...
7: It's the
4: oh, same yeah. yellow lever! No, no way! Licensed license to as Kill. Well. Licensed yeah. to Mr. I love this film so much. How <laughs> <laughs> <don't know> <laughs> that, though?
7: That's so good. The, the problem yeah. is, is that... <laughs> <laughs> My notes have gone now, so I can't. <laughs> <think of anyone. laughs> right. So whilst while something of that, I'm going to do a different b- bit. So we're going to go to Q's lab. I'm going to say a Bond film, and you have to tell me an item that can be seen in Q's lab from that oh, film. Me. Okay, Octopuses. Well,
4: Matt. well I, I think there are two. Go on. Is there the Acrostar jet in the background? Yeah, yeah. And also what Harry got for Christmas, the crocodile. <laughs> there <laughs> yeah. is there is definitely two, but as so I was cro-
7: reading up today, I haven't seen them, I have to say, but somebody says that on the shelf Ooh. there is the rope that, be- that uh, bends that says having <laughs> oh, oh, no. trouble doing you know. <laughs> it. And, no way. and there a- is the five there is a five-bladed saw kind of thing oh, as well. Oh really?
3: Yeah. Oh my word.
2: Because Optimus, is the ultimate Q honestly.
7: Yeah, <laughs> oh.
3: So well, until this film. Well, so yeah. have are you yeah. that out of
2: VJ's body then? Or what, what the... Yeah, I know. It, <laughs> I chases, take, keep, it? keep that yeah. Yeah. I love how they're not all Q gadgets. They're yeah, just yeah. other people. Well, yeah, them. they're
1: not,
7: are they? Artifact. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next yeah. film. For your eyes only. Wow. Oh,
2: that's interesting. Just gonna to have to
5: guess.
2: You gotta say the line.
5: No, yeah, but I'm not ready. I'm oh, sorry. Mojito. Yeah. Oh, uh, go, go on,
7: math. Crossbow. No. Hmm. That's it. It's probably the trickiest
4: one. Is it an actual gadget in for your eyes only? I would. Uh, uh, Mojito. Probably...
5: Go
7: on.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Is
7: the Wait, ATAC it? there, or It's oh. not the attack. That would no. been a great idea. it Should no. be destroyed. Ew.
5: Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's
7: a gadget, it's more an item or a, a piece of clothing. My Go on. Is it his, like, gilet? It's not.
5: <laughs> Which Rob oh. has? Yeah. <laughs> Shall we, um, oh, we call hey, it there? Oh, go, oh, Harry, go on. I'm just in the mood for guessing now. The brolly <laughs> that he flighted that he drops down? <laughs> no. That is a gadget. Rob, do you want
7: to
3: have a go? Yeah, Mojito. Right, <laughs> no, sorry, Mojito. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, he, uh, there's a plane involved, and there's a plane in. For your eyes only.
7: It no, it is no, it's not. The the answer is the yellow diving bell helmet is actually. Oh. The
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> Chris. Hey, Chris. That's,
7: That's incredible. A good, edible. Okay, mm. next one, the Living Daylights. Mojito. Go on, Harry. Is it the Ghetto Blaster? It's not. No. Oh, I was certain of that. I'm sure. It's called a Ghetto Blaster.
3: Are we still talking about um, items in Q's lab or the movie?
7: Items in Q's lab.
3: Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Is there? <laughs> no. Right. That was a guess. I'm gonna say <laughs> it's not a gadget. Oh my no. Go on, Chris.
7: No. It's oh. a sniper rifle. It's not. No. Well, that's not what I've got as my answer. I mean, but Harry thought there was a Ghetto Blaster. Now I might be wrong with that as well. Mahito. No. No. Go
5: on, Harry. Is Questioning! Like the... Yeah. <laughs> it, when, he say, when he sees her at the ice palace, he does go... It does, He it does it in a sort of... Later. Is it, maybe... <laughs> um, is it like the cello case or something? Or the cello? It's the cello, yeah, oh. the cello! Oh, <laughs> yes. <yeah>. Maybe <work.
3: laughs> <laughs> so baby's like can you imagine him like Bond you finish your mission? Like, yeah, can you just put this somewhere? That like, no. massive cello, you know, at the end we've this nothing to it.
6: declare.
2: Priceless Stradivarius cello, you know. I'm just gonna keep this going for a bit. A bit. Does
7: that
3: does that imply so sorry, John. No, that, no, that, is, right. she, is she still using it yeah. at the end of the film? Like, is she now dead or did he just go to the you know like, afterwards <laughs> like I'm sorry, i have gotta take this. Yeah <laughs> no. No, it, it How does hard, he end really? up with it? Yeah. It gets shot,
5: it doesn't it? It gets bullets in it. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And does she have she must have a new one by the end part? No
3: no she doesn't. She's, no. playing, she's yeah. playing it. She's yeah. playing it. She's playing yeah. What has it got yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. Harrowingly I I'm like inventing a backstory now, but I'm imagining that that Kara is now dead, and she <laughs> agreed happen, no, to Stradivarius to Bond, happens. and Bond was like, "Yeah, this is nice and everything, but just keep yeah. have it. <laughs> of it." <the background.
1: laughs>
3: All right,
2: we could have told Marianne that as a potential plot point. Sheesh, no. in the in the in the jog gardener. Go back to the, the
7: garden.
3: gardener. <laughs> the gardener.
2: <laughs> okay, next one: a view to a kill. Wow. Oh, mojito. Go on, Tom. Is it the the weird sort of s- sneaky, dodgy robot that watches me. It, it's the Snoop Dogg. The Snoop
7: Dog's in there. No, no <laughs> way. five. The, the, the Rocky Four. The <laughs> Rocky
1: <laughs> What?
3: What a film, right? <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: um... He makes out the Snoop Dogg. What Snoop Dogg? Snoop Dogg. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Snoop Dogg makes out the trifecta of brilliant like eighties robots. 80s Cinematic Robot. Yeah.
7: Yeah. Snooper dog dropping it like it's hot. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Much much uh, like
3: Roger at the end of that film. Yeah, Whoa. 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 Whoa.
5: Whoa. yeah. Whoa. That that's that's
3: <laughs> I mean,
7: that is going out of a bank. Um, it is. As he gets <laughs> really? an entire
3: bar of Imperial leather inserted into his back passage.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
7: Next one. Thunderball. Go on, Harry. The jetpack. It is the jetpack, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will go back to some of the ones now I've remembered a few of them. Okay. So this is what I will tell you. Something that happens, you've got to tell us the film that it references. Okay. Bond taking out a diamond from Halle Berry's navel.
3: Oh, uh, Sorry, the first thing that came to my head was well, that... What are you doing?
4: Man with the Golden Gun?
3: Man with the Golden Gun! Oh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> the Golden oh, Gun!
4: Yes!
5: Fergus and Wade are brilliant, aren't they? Absolutely yeah. sure <laughs> brilliant.
7: And last Gifted.
5: one... Last
7: one. Bond raising the stakes at a game against a villain using one of their items as the bait. mahito Go on, Harry. Octopusy. I'll Octopussy. give you Octopussy. Okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah, octopusy yeah. is correct. I yeah. Yeah. I, I was thinking Goldfinger, but octopusy is correct. <laughs> yeah. As well. yeah. 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 It's yeah. a, it's a, lot it's about, a oh, pure
3: Bond tactic, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I, I love
2: it when he does it. That yeah. was a, an homage to Goldfinger, wasn't it, I think? In Octopussy. Well, uh,
5: really, really I, Yeah, and the
7: then, then the... so good. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, the, the... Oh, the last one. Last one now, and i now shut up, OK? The voice of a car in Dying a Day is the same voice as the car in which
2: other film? What? Moj- uh, Mojito. Uh, Tom? The German one in To Whatever Dies? It is, it's the same yes! one yes! oh, <laughs> <that's> in
4: <amazing. laughs>
2: Can you explain
6: who the, the actress is <laughs> who does that voice? Uh, so it's the actress is in the 90s sitcom, Surgical Spirit. Oh, my
4: yeah.
2: God. <laughs> oh, so, Nate, I, I can be sure cool so, so about <laughs> it
6: they appeared on there.
4: Unbelievable,
2: yeah. What and is Ram that Unbelievable.
7: Yeah. Right, can you count your scores? Because I'm not going to close. Well, I'm, clue. I'm on zero. I'm on zero. We've got two. Go two. I, two think Harry might
5: I think Harry might
4: have
5: won that. I think Harry might have won that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Told you, I know this film instantly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knows Fleming. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, I do know my Fleming, yeah. <laughs> the Good. Fleming, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Cheers, Cheers yeah. John.
2: So, as I've said, this was the 20th Eon Bond film, you know, before people start criticising that. Yes, the final Pierce Brosnan Bond film. But MGM, I think, were getting more and more involved and they had a new executive called Chris McGurk, not related to the the barbers opposite me, uh, McGurks. (laughs) Don't go there anymore. But Anyway, he said, collectively, we thought the world is not enough was a little more plot-driven and a little darker than some of the other Bond movies. Yeah, that's good. We wanted to open it up a little bigger on spectacle and action scenes. We were trying to position the Bond movies in the new age of Hollywood. So he said that MGM had a very testy relationship with Brocky and and Wilson at the time, but concluded they were a a brilliant partnership. (laughs) I I think what he was saying was that they often were at loggerheads with what they wanted, but that was quite healthy that you have some friction in the creative process. MGM were prepared to up the budget, not in not only in terms of the production values, but casting, as we've said. So they obviously decided, let's go, go all out and try and get Halle Berry. And at the time, she was like one of the highest paid actresses in Hollywood. Right, so I didn't know this. Did you know that Broccoli and Wilson were perhaps a little bit distracted with something else? Would you can you believe that Eon were doing something else at the time A game it's it's the Fleming can you think of any other Fleming properties bang, bang. yeah yeah. yeah it was the West End musical <clears throat> version was was just out oh, yeah. then yeah I think they were half doing that and half doing half doing this so this is when Michael's son the Ray Ray right?
1: Roslyn,
6: the child uh, catcher, cause... yeah
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think um what's his name was wasn't he? Oh dear okay. now no, no, <laughs> no the um the host of Crystal Maze, Richard E. Bryan. Oh, right. Richard uh, O'Brien, yeah. Richard E. Graham.
0: Richard
2: E. Brian! We'll get on to, <laughs> we'll, we'll get on to <laughs> Richard E. Graham later. Yeah? yeah wait, for You'll uh, wait for that one. You'll wait
3: for that one.
2: Very disappointing, yeah.
3: People clinging on, like, I can't, I can't stop <clears throat> this Yeah, It's coming. <laughs> The fabled Richard, he (laughs) grant information. John, was
2: it Cinecompass, was it Philip Deathbath, who was mentioning Greg Wilson to us? Was it him who was saying he's he's now really more and more involved and they think that the torch might be passed on to him?
7: Yeah, and he was saying it was because of the computer games, wasn't he? Yeah, that he's he's been doing the computer games for a bit, but I think I mentioned no, this. Soon.
2: Well, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah, I think
7: yeah. I mentioned that one on the Christmas special. I think I got his name wrong. I think I called him David Wilson, or <laughs> yeah. probably knowing me, Callum Wilson, thinking of my fantasy football <laughs> yeah. team, Richard um, Wilson. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean that, that that's the that's the only worry, isn't it? Is that you know you, you're putting someone in in charge who whose record at the moment is complete inactivity in, <laughs> in, in, in the area that he's in. So it doesn't really bode very well, does it?
2: No. Well, as I said, so this this was the first film where he was sort of introduced and invited to join the producers and writers. So he was involved in early story discussions and was credited as a development executive. Nepotism, really. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, yeah, as I said, there was, it's a great documentary script to screen. I, di- I didn't see him in that, so I don't know what he was doing. If he isn't in that, then what's the point? But... Uh... <laughs> You, yeah, I think you might find it on the Blu-ray, but they chopped it up a bit, so it's it's like it's split into two mm. or three now. But it is it's worth watching. What does Barbara say at the start, John? What do we always start off with? We go back to Fleming, don't we? We do. We do. They always say, What's the world worried about at the moment? And they did this, didn't they, with the world is not enough. So yeah. sort of oil thing. And what is James Bond's place in that arena? I think that's quite a good that served Bond well over the years, that, that thinking. Mm. And it's jokingly her, well, okay, her and Michael. They say it's sort of that Cubby's advice was, "Don't screw it up." <laughs> it's so funny, though. Know, yeah, this yeah. is being this was being filmed before the film would come out. You know, so there is a certain amount of irony with that now. Not that we would agree with that, of course.
1: But... <laughs> oh so, yeah, of course.
2: Purvis and Wade. They say the inspiration, of course, always from the books. Always go back to Fleming. And we've mentioned Moonraker.
3: The Fleming, the, the Fleming, the, sorry, the,
2: yeah, sorry. The Fleming, <laughs> It's a noun, it is, <laughs> trademarked, it's got a capital yeah. T and a capital F, yeah.
6: I mean, it's a blank sheet as far as the story, the narrative, the plot. It's, um, we know there are certain, have to be certain elements in a Bond film that people have come to expect. And of course,
1: those have to be invented too.
0: I guess we always start off with, you know, what, what is the world worried about or what is the world going to be worried about in the next couple of years? And um, you know, what is James Bond's place in that arena?
7: The, the process really starts with Michael and Barbara and Neil and myself reminding each other of the things that are
0: great in the novels um, that might not have been used. We do always go back to Fleming. I mean, he—the James Bond character—is so complex and multifaceted that you can always tap into some new aspect. And I think, with you know, particularly with Pierce, he has you know such great vulnerability and humanity. And I think because of him, we can go into areas that we haven't done before.
2: I mean, it gets inspiration from Moonraker, the novel, obviously, but also the film <laughs> and the other other Bond films. Yeah. But this is what they said. They said they wanted to hark back to 60s espionage films. (laughs) But the idea of, yeah, but they said most of the, oh, we'll go into that later, yeah.
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify.
2: was inspired by somebody describing that as the scariest place on earth. And that person was Bill Clinton. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, you know, we heard the president mention this conflict on the news. So, yeah, let's, let's. He hadn't
4: it. been, was he, he hadn't been president? I know, actually, <laughs> when, 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah a 2001, of years.
2: wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 That was part of the inspiration for that. There was, at one stage, it was going to be New York, wasn't it? The finale. But after nine, oh. eight, obviously they obviously had to change that. So there were quite a few script mm. changes more than normal at this stage. Obviously, you know, you don't change the story or do anything too ambitious like that. Professor Wade said, "This is what they said because of Pierce's vulnerable character, we can go into areas we haven't before." So we, they were always wanting to do that, weren't they? As as Bond writers, they were wanting to go
3: personal, blunt instrument, blunt. Yeah. Well, yeah. That comes up, like, it? Yeah. 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 Sexy misogynist dinosaurs. And... Wait, that's not the one. Yeah, line. yeah, sexy
1: misogynist. Sexy. <laughs>
3: <What>? <laughs> you sexy
1: misogynist dinosaur,
2: <laughs> <just> you. <laughs> compliment, if anything. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> Sheesh. Better thing, they should be rewarded. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> Here's the Victoria Cross bond. <laughs> well, right, you're right. Well, they had been trying to do these things for a while, though, hadn't they? Yeah, you know, they, like, have, yeah. they had been introducing these supposed grown up elements. I mean, obviously, like, again, I still have this situation where I know that the line about him being a misogynist dinosaur is a response to the criticism this franchise has had over the years about its treatment of women, where actually, I think the, the franchise has championed women mm. right from yeah, the very yeah. beginning. Sure. Um, so I don't necessarily... Well, I don't in any way hold that viewpoint. But um, but I understand that there have been missteps as well along the way. So th- there's a lot of sort of give and take in that argument. But for them to try and push the envelope a little bit is not new. But for them to put Bond in prison for 14 months is like, uh, and yeah. make him this vulnerable. Like, c- 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 Watching it, I- again, I watched the first half an hour with the kids tonight before the recording, mm. and they're looking at this like, what the heck is going on here? Mm. Like, <laughs> Bond was caught? He was yeah. caught, mm-hmm. you know, and he's got a beard. You know, oh, the, the outrage was massive, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. um, and that was before we even got onto Madonna's song, which they did not like. But we'll get oh, to that. Man. They did not. They did not approve of this. I'm going to be on my own about <laughs> on that one, I think. If we ever get there. No, I, I haven't revealed my own thinking. No, no, I
2: I will be interested to know. I'm. Twitch's <laughs> opinion is going to be very interesting on that, I think.
3: Canvassing opinions. Yeah. Um, no spoilers.
2: Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, right, Bob, you'll, you'll love this. This is what some <laughs> Wade. This is what another. Oh, thing the Are one thing should... Bond movies have is that they operate in a world you'd love to be in.
3: <laughs> and they wrote the other five after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, The It's not a
2: world we well, like. It's just the guy, you know. Well, no, I don't want to be involved in that. He's
3: not really much in the world, is he? No, no it's a small because because the, the world all. is tiny in the movies. Yeah. After yeah. this, yeah. it's like. One fella and who just doesn't want to do what he's doing, and then everyone else is in. You know, oh, hang on a minute, I, how can we make this interesting? I oh, will just make him brother or family members. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. You know, absolute nonsense. No, this was probably is this Purvis and Wade's last great film? <laughs> <laughs> last <laughs> yeah. great, you know, you've
2: done, you've done a few masterpieces, yeah. Well, apparently, <laughs> apparently
3: but it's true,
6: actually. Maybe you know Pervez and Wade are the defenders of what was the <laughs>
1: series. Yes, this
6: is the, this is them. The, 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 the credit. The, this is the only film that they have got single credit for. Yes, all yeah. in that everything they've written has been rewritten by some Oscar-winning writer. Yeah, so like, yeah. you've
3: know, got them completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, That's maybe we crazy. have we're absolute geniuses. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, put down the foie gras, yes. Come on. The prosecution right will here.
2: show Exhibit A, the mojito scene. Yes.
3: <laughs> I mean, yes. The, the, the dialogue
2: uh, and story are different. Yeah. They're
3: two different things. But yes, uh, you can definitely see the Fleming attempt, the Fleming uh, yeah. uh, attempt in this. You really, really can.
7: I think it's fair <laughs> to say that I think watching that documentary, what Purvis and Wade were trying to write as a script film and the end product are two completely different things. Yes. And, we, and we'll I think, come on
2: to Tamahori, won't we? Yeah, sorry, I'll, I'll just, yeah, go on. No, 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 that's, it, the problem Is with it is that Tamahori is so honest, you know, he he's been very honest about the whole thing. He's, I think he did a recent interview, didn't he, with Tom Butler? Mm, yeah. And he completely owns it and admits we went too far, but we'll, we'll come on to it. But he also acknowledged and said the Bond Bond needs to keep up with modern trends. This was just, they weren't ready for this, but they, they probably were more ready for what came after. Don't know mm. whether we agree with that. Anyway,
3: right. Peter, uh, greatness sorry. greatness of Harry's mug that I just saw. Mm. Oh, what was it, Harry?
5: That's just a, yeah, Bond 007. Oh. Yeah. so good. Is this the longest lasting logo, actually? Oh, I think it must be. Yeah. So Harry, it's do you good. like the artwork, 60 Years of Bond, just while we're on it? I do like it a lot. Good, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It's very dot to no And it moves a little bit, you know, when it appears on the videos, and it it, it, yeah. it moves into place, the 007. It's really good, yeah. Good. That's the highlight of the 60th anniversary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Pierce, though, this is more from reading Peace. around the subject. I think Peace,
3: it was, Tom, it's Peace, Peace Bronson. Bronson. Peace Bronson. Peace <laughs> Dennis, Bronson. Dennis Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dennis <laughs> So peace. He he was
2: getting frustrated with the direction the films were getting. So this is a quote from him. I think this must have been after, but in the beginning they were made for adults. Now they're made for kids. Rob's kids were loving it. So it's worked. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely worked. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you- there's certain scenes in this film which are not for kids,
3: though. Well, no, I did, <laughs> I, I did, I did hit. You know, there's um, you have a skip button on on a DVD yeah. player, but you also have like skip chapter button. Yeah, yeah. When the it started to fade, you know, like, they feast. <laughs> yeah, of, like, right. Like, diving for the thing like,
1: ah, oh, God, <laughs> yeah.
3: and then skipped whole chapter, and it woke with Bond in the morning, like, oh, dear, you know, yeah, oh, yeah.
5: The chapters are very uh, small on the DVD yes so
3: friendly yeah helpful <laughs> helpful in this instance yeah, yeah. yeah. Like bypassing the wild fruit based orgasm
4: maybe that's how it should have been um, edited Rob yeah more, more yeah <laughs>
3: I love the idea that some editor was like, right, we filmed this immense sex scene between P- Peace Bronson and-, yeah. and Halle Berry. We are just going to chop the lot. Yeah, yeah. Everything.
4: yeah. She nearly, she nearly <laughs> died filming it, didn't she? So, you know.
3: yeah. 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 so, yeah. Keep she put her
4: body on the line for us all. <laughs> well, <laughs> did well, she? yes. Yeah,
3: yeah she, sorry. Sorry, yeah. So yeah she did, way. she did. Right, yeah, in, yeah. in that same fabled bracket as emergency service people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm just trying to think of GoldenEye, Rob, where which point do you skip? You know, when you just see Chuck Farrell's face. What? <laughs> ah, ah. <Is> that, <laughs> it's longer on the it... yachts, isn't it? Then you go, right, there. quick, skip that bit. Mm.
3: I don't know. Yes, I know that bit that I'm referring to. You know, when he looks up at him like, ah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's during the offensive yeah, That's stuff. too late. That's too that's late. late. Yeah. The, keep... the, the,
7: yeah.
5: The horse <laughs> yeah. It's the point of no return when you get to yeah. that. Yeah. isn't yeah. yeah, the horse is bolted. It's for him, yeah. yeah. Is it when yes. he's binoculars spying them boarding the boat? Yes, yeah.
3: yeah. That is... You've got to. That's literally Ready you know, to, like uh, in, yeah, in Ninja Turtles too, diving over the sofa for the pizza. <laughs> Imagine the pizza's the remote control. Like <laughs> grab it, get hold that thing tight. Oh, dear, it's awful. Uh. Awful. Imagine like accidentally sitting through it. Oh, dear. is it when when did they, I don't know if they still do it, but when DVDs uh, players first came out, wasn't there a slow mo
5: button you could press? But yes. in accidentally pressing the slow mo. <laughs> <laughs> ah! so, uh...
3: Chuck Farrell's face, like. <laughs> 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 I think the It's too nice. It's too nice. Oh. Yeah,
2: you'd have to fast forward the sparse scene. Oh no! Well.
3: well, no. I think it's because obviously that was like obviously for per, people of a certain age. We're men of a certain, certain age. age. What a song, by the way. Yeah. That is so <laughs> formative in terms of your growth as a human man. Yeah. Like, you know when, when you think is. you can, you think you can break me. Cheap as Woohoo! Sorry, all this has to go. This has got to go. (laughs) No, no.
2: GoldenEye stays. Oh, yes, because it was saying that Peace was... um, Apparently, he he kept visiting the writers in the room, asking for it to be more Fleming, yeah? Making sure they were sticking to the Fleming. He admitted afterwards that he was never fully at ease with the one-liners, even though he's very good at them. Uh, Oh, yeah. Well,
3: one of the one-liners was, Los Organos. Yeah. <laughs> it's not comfortable, so I understand his But
2: <laughs> There was one line he did change, we will come up to, that's, I can't believe it's massive, this. I can't believe I didn't know this. Say for later.
3: Yeah, well, uh, what?
2: Uh, Rob, did you know that there is a, a well-received <laughs> Raymond Benson novelization of Die Another Day? I did not <laughs> know. I can't so... believe this.
3: Well, why aren't all these Flemingistas reading the Benson? Well, they should be. <laughs> well, apparently they really should
2: it, be. Apparently, it says uh, yeah, so. An effort was made to depict some of the film's more outlandish elements with more believability, and in the style of Fleming's original novels, use of cutting-edge technology. So they didn't exaggerate it much.
3: This sounds apparently. amazing. Actually, yeah. so we'll is it available the,
2: now? I don't know. I think Rob, you need to be download. So you need to be ordering it
3: now. Basically. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. The Benson. The Benson,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> the Benson, Benson and Phillips. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah.
1: Phillips,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You know, there was a, what was the, t- uh, was it a snooker tournament that was the Benson and the Hedges? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So lovely. Oh, was it the, the Benson? No, the- you a- know, like, I'm going, the- going to the internet now and just typed yeah, in cricket. the Benson. Yeah, it's yeah.
2: cricket. Rob, it was the, Cricket. Because uh, Lancashire did quite well in it.
3: Yes, yeah. Yeah. It's what, yeah.
2: it's
3: yeah,
7: absolutely. it's what the 2020 took over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, there we go. A one three, one three day cricket, on cu- cricket competition.
6: Three quid on eBay. I'm there like, we go. Go. World
7: Books.
3: Um, World of Books. <laughs> Die another day. Three oh no, not people. not World of Books because oh. they've they put an advert out this week saying they you know like oh, they, yes yeah, saying they've got cheaper oh, copies than mine.
6: Wow. Can we buy books. Is that alright? <laughs> <laughs> we no, buy no, any as, books
3: as long as they're being circulated. I'm happy, so it's good. Ethical. At World of Books. I look forward to your check. Oh, well,
6: there's a, <laughs> there's a first it's edition a... hardback that's oh. currently going for £65. Right. Whoa!
3: Wow. Dino today yeah. World of Books, let's get it, in it's there.
2: It's my birthday tomorrow.
3: <laughs> just saying, <laughs> just saying, eh, Chris? <laughs> wow. Amazon
2: Prime, it might be, might be there for, for the birthday, yeah? Fantastic. It's
5: only Audible on Amazon Prime. It's on uh, Facebook Marketplace for mm-hmm. £3, pounds. But in Leicester, it might be the same. Because
2: we got the Tomorrow Never
5: Dies one, but for some reason we didn't get the others when they came out.
2: We'll get on to the, the Vanquish slash Vanish later. <laughs> but in the book, this is what apparently Purvis and Wade originally intended. They wanted to have like retractable covers. It was meant to be a cloak, a camouflage. I think, you know, they're a bit. You know, trying to defend it now, say no, it wasn't meant to be invisible. That was all Tamahori. But this was the last Benson novel. It was the last adult Bond novel. Okay, I don't mean adult as in what what was going on after the Maitos, but because um, <clears throat> Charlie Hickson did a few then, didn't he? Mm. The
3: yeah.
2: next actual adult Bond novel was Devil May Care. Oh wow. so, yeah, there was a bit of a gap. Oh wow, yeah.
3: So there's this then Devil May Care. Yeah, yeah. So that's the official good. chronology of the novels.
2: Yeah. Well, That's yeah, so I suppose cool. so. Yeah, I know it's non-canon, is it? I don't. I don't know what you don't seem to have those. <laughs> it, devices, ain't game, man. it ain't canon. It ain't. So, oh yeah, right. The title. You know, we're going to real detail this time, guys. There are a few titles knocking about, weren't there? Mm. And Beyond the Ice was one, mm. but apparently oh, yeah. Eon said that was a load of rubbish. Is there a book Beyond the Ice? The pro- oh. well, there was what there was Fire and Ice as well? Wasn't Fire and it? Ice. Oh, that was oh, no, a-
4: that Fire and Ice was that a working title? That you,
2: right? yeah, it- yeah. But the the title sequence of Die Another Day is Fire and
5: ice, isn't it? There is a book Beyond the Ice: Colon the Case for and Against Die Another Day.
2: Oh, oh all right, yeah, oh, here we. we go. And Lorenzo um, is a big fan of that. Another book we need to read. Yeah. come on, Lorenzo, big By love, Nicholas yeah. Susick. Yeah, well, he's a yeah oh. a controversial figure in the Bond mm. the Bond fandom. In as controversial
3: words, he... as Es Fernando.
2: Well, for the same reason, Rob, he <laughs> hates Craig. Oh well. He considers considers Jeez. bond ended in 2002. 2002. Yeah. Oh. Well, 2002. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> bond was just getting going
3: with plenty of tools. Oh yeah. my word. So you so you mean a fellow scholar.
2: Beyond 2002 <laughs> the Daniel Craig <laughs> Beyond the ice it could be, you know, the story of some famous ice skating champions, you know, decline or some Etonia's <laughs> <laughs> grace, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I told
2: yeah. you. Yeah. yeah I, well, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Odd film. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Later. <laughs> no, <laughs> <me joke>. Right. <laughs> Normally, because they were really, really quick at this stage, the the factory was was really at it. The titles were usually being done whilst production was still going on from the previous film. So this was the first time for quite a while that. The title was decided long after Twine had been released. Purvis and Wade again. They said most of their suggestions seem to have been taken up by 1970s TV movies already. So <laughs> I wouldn't admit that, guys. I think that's, you know, cheap and nasty titles. Uh, anyway, are They're geniuses. Ingenious. 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 <laughs> Barbara apparently wanted a Fleming title. The, for the 40th anniversary, we got Die Another Day. What, what do you what do you guys think of the title? Just while we're on it, absolutely no problem with it at
7: yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. It's
4: all right. It's yeah. good, sl- right good, right? Good. Slightly, slightly on the nose, mm-hmm. bit babyish, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm I'm okay with it. It's no it's no more babyish though than No Time to Die, especially no, when the guy does. <laughs> <die. Yeah. laughs> and also, Bond gets to say
2: the line. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Which is, is always cool.
3: a big yes. thing. Oh, I yes. love it. Yeah, I love yeah. It. Absolutely, yes.
2: To be fair, Nomi did sort of say it, did she? And
3: yeah.
2: Nomi time to die. Why does no one ever say that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um I when the title was released, I was quite underwhelmed if I'm honest.
4: Yeah, good, that's what? fine, Rob. Die another day. I was
3: underwhelmed. Yeah. Die another day, yeah. I was yeah. I was a little underwhelmed, but I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> really. I was just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Move on.
5: Not the best, but it's all right. Well, when the product's yeah, so good, it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. 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 Well, it's always, it. it's always a tightrope to walk, isn't it? Between it's got to sound like a Bond title, mm. but don't go too close to it. As in Austin Powers, not to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Icarus. Mm. You know, yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. I, I, I think
7: I think thinking up titles is one of the most difficult things. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, it is. You, yeah. It is. You, you you listen to you. I mean, you look through a lot of the novelizations. And there's only a handful that I think yeah. really sound Bondian. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I think I think
4: I don't. I think it's an easy. I think it's quite a hard thing to do. So. Oh, I, I think it is in film in general because you know you can come up with a story, you can come up with a script, and then you're like, well, I don't know what to call it. And then, but it's quite a crucial thing in some. Yeah, way yeah, yeah. If what was the beginning? What's onion? It's terrible. Like, they often say, you know, if you call it by someone a character's name, you know, like John Carter, mm. like. We've well, mm. absolutely no idea of what that film yeah. is about. You know, John Carter, my John Wick, the John films. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're such different films, but they're all just men's names. Uh, so it, I, anyway, I think it's quite. But I, I don't like people judging film titles too much. Yeah, mm. or judging it, a yeah. film by its it title have yeah. such a bearing yeah. on a film. Never judge a book yeah, by its cover.
3: The, the uh, only the thing with the, the titles, and it's interesting you say books. Tom, is like every time I've suggested a title it's uh, ordinarily it's had to go through a change yeah,
0: so you yeah, know like yeah. whatever mm.
3: title I've, I've offered they've gone well that's not commercial enough or we need to do this we need to do that the other yeah. or whatever and so it's a common thing in the book world that you don't get any control over the title kind of thing Baby and, The Baby in
2: Brandy Rob I think that's a great title for yeah. his but it was changed wasn't
3: it thank you mate I appreciate that I love that title but it was changed to A Wanted Man and the fact that it was changed to A Wanted Man that particular book meant that Lee Child when we went to him for a, a blurb he wouldn't touch it because Obviously, I think yeah. it's the sixth Jack Reacher book is A Wanted Man. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, like, of course he thinks it's a crib, you know, yeah, so yeah. quite rightly, you know. So it's just, yeah, but you like you never get a choice in the title kind of things. Mm. It's the people who have the biggest amount of money and the biggest amount of say in the project yeah. that get the pick on that one. Yeah. Hasn't Rian, um,
5: Rian Johnson has said that he doesn't like Glass Onion having, you know, knives out? Mystery or whatever attached to it, he didn't want that, and he's he's
3: annoyed. I
2: I don't like it having a glass onion in its title,
5: yeah.
3: (laughs) I love the idea that he, you know, like I want the obscure cry making vegetable as the center (laughs)
5: point of my title. Well, he was saying, I think he was saying that, um, he wants each film to stand out in its own right, which I understand to be fair,
2: yeah. Well, Um, it's just like the Poirot, which it's copying, you know,
5: the yeah, say Poirot. I'll tell you what's a stupid title, and I can't. Even say it. What was the Harley Quinn film like? The it's so oh, long. Oh yeah. So yeah, birds of so Yeah, birds of prey. So, yeah, like the in, the indelible. or the, life, in, the, the woman of the oh, yeah. great. the uh, yeah. great white dope. It immediately puts pressure on the film to yeah just go beyond. Uh, you're so right Harry.
3: Sales. You're so right Harry because when um so Tom, you've been asking me to watch that three billboards movie for a bit. You know mm. you've suggested it's yeah, really yeah, really good. Yeah. But it's the t- the title yeah. is like when you say three billboards it's like yeah that's cool that's interesting. Yeah. But when you say the rest of the title it's like that yeah. like you say Harry it's like setting up a precedent <laughs> that surely the film can't follow. Because what is the full title? There's
5: an exception. There's an exception. The man who killed Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well <laughs> I think I think that's because that's a very Ron Seal title. You know what you're getting with that yeah. film. You're getting a, yeah, yeah, a movie yeah, yeah, about
5: yeah. some geezer who's gonna do yeah. both of those things. That's the synopsis, but, isn't it?
3: Whereas it is,
4: whereas yeah. Dying of the day could be lots of any Bond film almost. Oh, every. Mean? Every. Yeah.
7: To yeah. me, I, I think the weakest Oh from Bond... the last one. Well, I think I, <laughs> I, I think the weakest <laughs> Bond title by some distance is Spectre.
3: Yes, I was going to say yeah, the same, John. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say yeah, the exact same. Yeah. Totally agree. Absolutely right. Hunter Bersollis is good. it's yeah, a good, good name.
7: I yeah. mean, it, at the end of the day, you can't argue with it.
3: It's a Fleming title. <laughs> you can't, it's though, can you? The, the of
2: Seven in New York.
7: Well, no, that,
3: that's, that's yeah. a stink bomb. That's but I think there's a reason that's never been used. No, yes. really. yeah, Really? Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's the <laughs> comeback. <laughs> the next one is The oh, yeah. World Seven in New York. John, it's Hercules. Yeah,
4: Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. John, you said that Spectre. <laughs> I, I think I agree. I hadn't necessarily thought. I of was that. gonna say it a moment
5: or two ago. I think Absolutely. it's a
4: terrible title, no, for is yeah. it? Yeah. Spectre. Spectre. But,
5: it's the, probably one of I the most Bond Yeah, types. I just like
2: Skyfall,
7: isn't it?
4: Desperately, for, it? desperately worried that they will call the new one 007 or James Bond. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh
2: yeah.
5: no. Bond, yeah. James Bond. The name's Bond, James Bond. Yeah. The, recently, um I was Quite ill, I think I had flu, so I was in bed, like fairly sleepless, going through fevers. In that time, I was, you know, putting the Bond world to rights and imagining what (laughs) the next Bond would be in the next title, and I convinced myself that it's going to be called Mission One, and and, and, and the main reason so that the O's, uh, the O in Mission, can line up with the O in One, and they can do the 007 yeah, yeah, like they did with Casino Island. Oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, that, oh. these things
4: happen when you're having a family, yeah. Mission oh, one is just like... Having you, said that, the title doesn't matter that much, as I
3: previously said. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, like, uh, uh, so obviously I, I know it's known to listeners of this podcast that I've been um, writing a, a Bond novel in my spare time. Oh. Finding, a, finding a title for that has been so, so difficult. Yes. I've also been writing a Bond screenplay at the same time it'll never get used and it's nonsense and it's just an exercise in the in the background but finding t- you're so right I can't remember who it said but finding titles for Bond films is so so hard yeah. yeah, it's unbelievably difficult because you have to find that thing that of authenticity that fits in with the world that already exists and yeah. that um, is something
2: to be fair that Fleming has to take some credit for doesn't it oh of course the titles yeah. are so good yeah
3: yeah even to I mean, uh... <laughs> the Lady,
2: that would have been a great Bond film, wouldn't it? Oh,
5: will yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it was yeah. a great Bond film, but, you know. The other the thing you might do is... is like a compound <laughs> word of two unusual things, like Goldfinger, yeah. Moonraker, Skyfall. Thunderball. <clears throat> Thunderball, yeah. Other than that, the, the first option is to choose Die, isn't Sky it? Skyfall. The, the,
7: other, the other one that he liked was he liked taking a cliche and twisting it
1: yeah yes. so mm. so
7: you think like you only live once you only live twice yeah. Yeah. live and let live live and
2: let die yeah
1: and no those- yeah. yeah
2: yeah doctor yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes doctor no
3: <laughs> but, but one of the key things is like you can't make it insular you can't make it small it has yeah. to be yeah. expansive you can't yeah. make it yeah. like for example like like, like, for example, oh, no, no, I don't want to use this example. Oh so, my word! So, no, can we? Let's just. <laughs> yeah, turn yeah. Off,
2: I'm so interested. Turn it in Turn it
3: I've got to say, never in a million
7: years did I think that in a dying of a day review <laughs> would we talk more about Ian Fleming novels.
1: <laughs> 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 the most
7: highbrow discussion we've ever <laughs> that had. Is the,
3: the last great adaptation.
2: <laughs> well. It's true. I, I tell you what, I'll tell you what's a great title of a Bond film. Never say never again.
3: Yeah. It is it's absolutely yeah. brilliant. It genuinely yeah. is. And it's yeah. a
2: quote. It's it's playing with Sean Connery's. It's brilliant. I love it. Yeah. John, you've Go. got the next the
5: next three films lined up, haven't you? The next Bond titles, and that's what you, you think there's a package there of titles. I, I, three, I, I,
7: I just I don't understand why I think Risico is the most yeah. obvious James yeah. Bond name going. I think yeah. property are lady and I think the Hildebrand rarity. And the thing is, is that they don't mean much, but that doesn't matter. Exactly. That helps them probably. That helps yes. they will, in decades to come. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I just, I think use them. I don't see the issue with that at all. I was gonna say,
3: if they keep going down this route of, right, it has to be something about mortality and death and yeah, dying yeah. and all this kind of, you're going to end up, you will end up in a cul-de-sac. I mean, I, th- I think with No Time to Die, they ended up in a massive cul-de-sac. And it turns out it was a deceptive one as well. It was a duplicitous cul-de-sac that they ended up down. Whereas <laughs> what's going to be next? Like, you know, please don't perish. Or <laughs> uh, You know, Snappy. <laughs> you know uh, perish tomorrow. Uh, I, I, you know, it's anything, it could perish with love,
2: <laughs>
4: yeah. No Sorry. deals,
2: Mr. Bong.
3: A
4: duplicitous cul de sac. It's just funny because obviously the phrase refers to you know, cul de sac, yeah. A duplicitous area, of... <laughs> yeah, oh.
2: absolutely. Dear me, oh wow, oh
1: God.
2: Something that is not mentioned enough for me is you've just had in 2002 die another day. And then, 2008, the Bond song is called Another Give Way, way Another to
5: way Die. Like, it's
2: just yeah, two it's, of the words. It's, I mean, it's yeah. unbelievable.
5: Sheesh.
2: I
4: hadn't no thought no about Tom. It's very young.
5: Yeah, no, I, I, I link those, Tom. So yeah. I link those, definitely. I like both
2: of them, so it doesn't matter yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been... We didn't these... talk about that with Steve
5: Clamp, didn't we? I seem to remember, but yeah. Is there any space to talk about the font, or is that too?
2: No, I think and uh, the posters, Harry. I do agree. I had the we had them on our. I it had them on my wall in my bedroom at, at Sheffield Uni. You know the the sort of a three, a three one, the yeah. side one. Yeah, yes, and it you know it's just mean, the that's two that's of that. them sort of oh, pointing sorry. down. <laughs> Siri, sorry. Siri, not
5: sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, how, I know what you mean, Harry, because you, the twine artwork, that I still think the teaser post of the twine.
5: Yes. The way of the yeah.
2: woman with the 007 was brilliant. Yeah. But it was very white, and I, I look back at it now, and I love it. I love the, the faces in the ice. I love it.
4: There's the one of the the Bond, yeah, yeah. the one with the yeah. melting in the snow, which I think in some ways is good. It's a tiny bit CGI or cartoony. Yeah, or, I don't know. But the clues were there. It's quite... It's quite that as a teaser poster, it's not bad. No, yeah.
2: no. If you, when we interviewed, well, I interviewed Russell Harnden, the he edited the trailers for the yeah. Brosnan films. He said he just loved all the artwork that came his way for Diamond, yeah. all the ice stuff, the mm. logo, shat, the gun, shat, so he did the gun shattering and you know, the bullet coming out. Oh, yeah, and it's
5: distinctive to this film, which I quite like. Yeah, and it was the font is it's like um, it's a slight deep, because Tomorrow Never Dies in the World is not a, a pretty similar yeah and then Down of the Day is just a slight different version of yeah. it I do I do ideally for me I want each title to get its own unique font I think yeah Um all that's, all a, that's, that's another thing that you know it's only a small thing and it's a fault with me probably but for a lot of the Craig films, the font was kept all the way. When 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 No Time Did I came out, and the, the you know it's a new font, I thought that's great. That's a little bit yeah. of identity. That's its own thing, and that to me, yeah, you know, maybe not to me, things like that matter.
2: But <clears throat> like the Goldeneye, seeing the the sort of circle on the yeah you know, yeah, I know they don't have it for the actual titles, but yeah, I do. I the do first color kind of title as well. Yeah, you? I think they've you know they've done all right with them. To be honest, most of them. Going back to the Fleming. <laughs> <laughs> Gala Brand, she she mm-hmm. was yeah. she was going to oh, be a character, yeah. and effectively she was because she became Miranda Frost. Very babyish name, Frost, of course. Without she because she was an ice yeah. queen and all. They yeah. play they play on that, don't they? But it's
4: it's you know
2: it's progress, isn't it? It's it's something. You know.
4: Well, it's it's a faithful adaptation of yeah the novel.
2: Yeah, the Frost. Yeah, such a Frost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, Frost. yeah. yeah. <laughs> not a Bond title if it wasn't. Yes. Yeah. 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 Ooh. American viewers might, yeah, might, yeah, yeah. yeah. We go marching, windy city. Oh, <laughs> you set me out right now. This this is another thing that happened on production, which would become an all too familiar tale. James Bond, the actor, suffered from a knee injury. Mm. Oh, so I think it was the first time this had ever happened. So the production was shut down for like a month. Yeah, you know, that's mm. not that long compared to some of Daniel Craig's injuries, but it's still quite a big thing. You know, when you've got. The Second unit, first unit, all these different things going on. No, it all yeah. stop. So that was, yeah. I think it was during the, I think it was during the pre-title sequence, the filming of that. I think, right?
3: It was, I believe. I believe it was when he when he was running across the um, mm-hmm. towards the the other hovercrafts. Yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. When he was yeah. made as a as a spy, yeah. and he's sprinting. I believe it was then, right?
2: Bond being a spy. Love those days.
3: Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> We'll you now think begin- you can break me? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Right, Chris. I want I want to talk to you now about David Arnold. This is his third Bond soundtrack in a row. We are on the soundtrack. We got the a Bond theme remixed by Paul Oakenfold, mm. which is quite crisp, isn't it? Is that what it was? Yeah, I mean it's a bit like the movie. Is moment. that
3: who that was? It's had two.
2: Yes, another it was the, another you the, know the big brother composer, yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the score, the score. We'll, we'll go into it as we go along, but oh, oh John was grimacing them. But Chris, you, you're a big David Armor fan, and this score doesn't get talked about an awful lot. For no, me. I think he I think he's one of his better.
6: I think I think it sort of suits the film. It has a you know that maybe maybe it leans too much into the whole drum and bass thing at night. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> There are some great, like like the, the Cuba scene, you know. This that, that's a great, you know, the theme. I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he sort of. It feels like it's it's not too. The, his scores are have a similar feel, but mm. they are quite distinctive. It's clearly him, but I when I hear "Dying Another Day," that's definitely "Dying of the Day." So I don't get it confused with two of the guys, and I think that's that's quite an achievement. Given yeah. that, I say that they are. That period of time, the musical tastes, and obviously his musical taste, uh, and how it affects you know the the score itself. But I think that it's quite a versatile score from David Arnold. Like I say, he he does mix it up. There's some great Mm. tracks in there. It's not all like the 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 post credit, you know, the end titles to kind of the remix is a little bit too. (laughs) But then I think you know I love the disco version of Moonraker. So Mm. it's like yeah it's the, it's For the times. To, yeah, exactly, yeah, and it's uh, you know, get that back put that on the dance floor, you'd be yeah.
2: you know. well, it was wasn't it in in the mm-hmm. icebox? Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't think it went down as well at the time uh, <laughs> than the Moonraker discover. <laughs> <No. laughs> we we will talk more about the score as we go along, but did you know that? Well, get, get on your Amazon, get 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 ordering this as well. Five years Sheesh. ago. La La Land Records did a two-disc huge reissue of it. And again, wow. I've not heard anyone mention Why that.
6: about it? Because yeah. it's Dying of the Day. Yeah.
2: yeah. One so, Ever Dies did one that just came out, and everyone, quite rightly, is all over it, but I don't remember any anything for Dying of the Day. We all know the track on the soundtrack, <laughs> Going Down Together. I'm sure we all know. Has <laughs> <laughs> Purvis and Wade written the, the titles for the soundtrack? <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll love this. Right. South Korean figure skater... Kim Yuna, babyish name, she used it as part of her James Bond medley programme for the 2010 Winter Olympics in Vancouver. Nice. Where she went on Whoa. to win the gold medal. Oh.
1: Nice. Whoa. Need, Whoa. Dayte, wrist, Whoa. We? Here we go. Ouv- <moans story> amazing. Toda- yeah. Pictures-
6: you never underestimate the
2: reach of Bond. <laughs> <No. Yes. laughs>
7: yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely right. And it's Korea as well, so I don't know whether, because the film is set there. In yeah. fact, no, we'll... They were unhappy about the film. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So David Arnold, he said, he saved the Bond theme for what math when Bond did something typically Bond-esque. Yeah. The ice wave. No, okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the windsurfing. Sad, sad that in a way, because, you yeah. know, I yeah. can sort of see what...
5: Yeah. But no. But it is something that <laughs> only Bond would do. Yeah, yeah, no, I think he's right to try and put the Bond... Yeah. He's working hard on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Also, in one of those documentaries, it shows that he recorded a lot more orchestra parts, but they sort of distorted them and remixed them and did weird effects with them. And we'll talk about the editing, you know, the sort of stop-start. It's all inked. It's all dying of the (laughs) day. Right. Chris, you mentioned David Tattersall. So he was chosen as the cinematographer. And this is the only one he did. And people think this film looks a bit weird and everything. So his CV was all George Lucas, really. So he, he started on the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. And then he shot all three Star Wars prequels. You can't believe other films he did: The Green Mile, really? Con Air. Yeah. Oh, here we go. And four films with Martin Campbell and Tamahori's next two. Again, if you went into it knowing that the this was shot by this guy mm. and the editor of Michael Bay and Tony Scott films, then maybe we shouldn't have been as surprised with what it what it looked like. Maybe. I think it's a, I think it's a pretty decent looking film. I think the,
6: the opening sequence with the waves, mm-hmm. you know, oh. the fact that you only see the waves, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's quite a bold choice, and I think it sort of like sucks you in straight off. I think that, um, uh, yeah, I, I I think the problem with it is that it is a bit too stylized, and this is the argument we have about you know the Con- Connery's films is that, that there are yeah stylistic choices that don't sit as well now, and they've aged quicker. And I think that that I think in ten years' time, I think people will look back and think, actually, this is this is the beginning of of, of almost like modern action because of, you know, Christine Wagner went on to do like Fast and the Furious, and yep. then you can see this is like a prototype, yeah. you know, in, in in the way it's shot, the speeding up of of you know the in the, in the post <laughs> and slowing
2: it down. I think. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Would you like me to go at the same pace? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> to mention Christian Wagner, yeah. Chris sounds like a great footballer, you know, sort of modern-day <laughs> yeah. football, does not he? He is American, though, but Wagner.
5: Mm. Americans so play we, football, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. He was responsible for the quicker cutting style. He worked with Tony Scott and Michael Bay, and here we go, the ultimate, two years before Mission Impossible 2. Oh! So, you know, mm. you are getting the top. The top Definite notes. speed choices in that, aren't yeah. they? Yeah.
3: Oof, yeah.
2: My goodness me. He's the first American editor on the Bond films,
3: Chris. Ooh, cosy.
2: Tamahori loved him. I think it was the first time they worked together, but they have done two films since, which probably weren't that good, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, he described, he described it as progressively modern editing, music video approach to action. Mm. It is mm. that sort of attention. It is.
0: Definitely is. But we yeah. need to, yeah. you
2: know, like there's a shot, there's a long shot, isn't there, of the... Overhead of the ice chase, yeah, and it goes a bit, you know, a bit slow, and then it zooms in, and then yeah, but you've actually, you've you've cut about ten seconds of the film that you could have had, but you've got the same shots in the same in a different way of doing it. Though. Yeah, and if you, this is if this was directed by Tony Scott,
6: then I think he sits <laughs> perfectly, like Domino or you know, Man yeah. on Fire. It's just like this frenetic kind of. It energy. does Man on Fire, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. déjà vu. Uh-huh. I think it's uh, Mm. just just for a Bond film. Just for me, it just sits a little bit uneasy. It's just Mm. like it's a bit too. I don't know. Yeah, there's a cheapness to it. I think. Mm. Yeah, Uh, bit of a gimmick. Yeah, like a yeah, bit like yeah, post post production kind of. What can we do with Apple movies? You know. (laughs)
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
2: yeah. Definitely agree. And a lot was done in the editing room. Definitely with this. You know, I don't I don't know whether the actors (laughs) realised. They'd film this amazing chase on the ice, I suppose. But to be fair, that that sequence is absolutely standout, isn't it? Looking forward to talking about that. Yeah, so speed ramping is the the technique, apparently, that which I've just mentioned. We'll finally get on to Lee Tamahori, guys. Tom Horry, is
3: that it? Every director probably takes this on and worries about the same thing. It's impossible to get into a genre like this where there's been 19 movies that have come before you, and some of them terribly famous, and some of them not so famous, but all of them have contributed to a whole. And you can't get into this without thinking that, are you going to be the director that fails, or that is going to make the
4: bad Bond movie, or the one that's a real turkey? Obviously, Twine is a success.
2: And I believe mm-hmm. that the producers asked Michael Apted to return and he accepted. But then MGM intervened and said, Barbara and Michael, can you just tell him actually we don't want him? Can you be the ones to do that? So they had to sort of tell him no, because they wanted Tony Scott or John Woo. They wanted a, a proper slick, new modern action director for it. But they declined. Interestingly, Scott's claims to have then suggested Quentin Tarantino and there'll be this thing where he wanted to do the remake of Casino Real set in the what the fifties with Pierce Brosnan still as mm-hmm. Bond, but uh we, we you know we I think we discussed that in the Casino Real review. He he does say that oh another 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 one that Pierce Brosnan suggested. John McTiernan Because <laughs> oh, he,
1: he oh, had great oh, success with
2: oh, oh, him. Oh, 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 just done with him hadn't
3: Sheesh, is the word. Yeah. Oh. And Lee
2: was mentioned as another one. Interesting. This was another one. Pierce Brosnan met Martin Scorsese on a flight and was chatting to him, like, "Would you? Would you be up for it?" You know. So, <laughs> so Martin Scorsese picture that, yeah. that would be who knows? Oh. Can you Imagine the soundtrack, you know, totally inappropriate. But... Baby, see uh, De Niro cast as the villain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whoa, now you're talking my language. <laughs> <laughs> I that. <hope, man. laughs> so. I've never known as many. There's a Brett Ratner, which which he's wow. in negotiations. And of course he directed Pierce, well, not of course, because no one's seen it, but after the sunset, which i I've, I've seen but I can't really remember with Salma Hayek as well,
5: like a high school, oh yeah yeah, it's a bit like now, yeah, when I when I hear this stuff, it smacks of concerns to me as in yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, it's like yeah, let's sign a, a let's break the bank to sign someone and rescue something like it's, it's losing it's handing over control it's yeah. showing no kind of faith yeah. in your own production company.
7: It's soul-selling. It's yeah. never, ever been that way before. And all of a sudden, it's something like, we need names. It's, where, yeah. Where's this come from?
2: Yeah. It does sound like it did, did come from MGM, though, to be fair. Yeah. Because well, I think the whole point of what Barbara and Michael do is that, no, no, we're we're steering the ship. We'll tell you what to do. You, you can't come in and change everything. You can bring ideas, but this is our Bond film. These are our Bond films. So yeah. Any, anyway, none, none of that works. He, Brett Ratner said he they wouldn't take an American director. He said he couldn't picture it, and they thought he was a bit too brash and everything, which he probably was. Another another name, Stephen Hopkins, who of Predator Two fame. Wow! <laughs> wow!
3: Oh, so crisp. That's yeah. amazing. Wow. And here, yeah. here's so, one we. Oh on, no, go on Rob. Sorry. No, no, no. Go. Um, please, know, go.
2: If it's about if it's about Predator Two, I want to hear.
3: <laughs> well, it's not. It's not. It's about Tamahori overall, but please. Oh,
2: well, yeah. The, the only other name I think was, I think one which would have been a br- brilliant, Stuart Baird. Period. Oh, yeah. Yeah. he edited Casino Real and Skyfall, but yeah. he directed Executive Decision.
3: Oh, yeah, and a Star Trek film as well. He did, yeah. Sheesh, she. Is this is this the first film? Do you think the producers were like paying attention to what everyone else in the film world was doing, and mm. then picking those people or the most trendy people? Like so, obviously, like Holland Falls, The Edge, uh, Along Came yeah. a Spider, yeah, and like he is a reliably upcoming Hollywood director, isn't he? At this point, boom. You know, let's go get him. Same with Halle Berry. It felt like it felt like. Well, she's you know recent Oscar winner. We will get her.
2: It is. It's like it's like a Premier League football club who's just been bought by some rich, yeah. rich sort of owners. And exactly. It's, how how can we make this better? Let's spend. It, lots it of is, money isn't it? Yeah. And then think about what we want afterwards.
3: Yeah. yeah. It, it to, Who can we purchase? Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. It needs to be like it's
6: it is so childish to say, "Oh, let's start with the top of the list. Let's start with just well, who's the most famous director?" Mm, yeah. Mm. And you work your way down and then every, every everyone's like a, you know, it's like a consolation prize until you somebody yeah. says, "Yes." Yeah. And it's just because they've said yes, not that actually this per this director is the best thing
2: for this film. Yeah.
5: Yes.
6: No, it's just it's oh. No.
2: <laughs> No, yeah. I agree, does Chris. Mean, does that mean you don't think Tom Horai was the the correct the correct choice? No, I don't think he was. I think I
4: think oh. he, I agree.
2: I think he, he he's made well,
6: certainly made one decent film, one well, masterpiece, The yeah. Edge, and that's also be, and that you, you, working with David Mamet and yeah, yeah. And Nancy Hopkins and Alec Baldwin, you <laughs> yeah, <I
2: know>. that <laughs> you wrong. just put the camera in front of them. <laughs> exactly.
5: yeah, 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 yeah.
6: But I, I, I just think that he was yeah he was. What was he Oscar nominated for? The, the the what was it?
3: We were once were well, we, warriors. We were once were we, warriors. No, yeah,
2: once were, once warriors. were warriors. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. which is fabulous. Really Have you seen that?
2: Yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. Yes, brilliant. Um, again, though, but like, because I knew about. Uh, I didn't. Ah, oh, no, it's it's. I, I watched it in. T- Ninety-nine, I think. Something oh, right, like that. Okay. But I haven't seen it since. So obviously we're talking about twenty-three years, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Twenty-four if we're gonna go that far, you know.
4: When I first went to uni uh, at Kiel, uh, one of my mates was um I think his mum was from New Zealand, his dad was from Australia. But anyway, he absolutely loved Once Warriors. It was like his favourite film. Interesting, mm. yeah. But no, it's very
3: good. It's very good.
2: But he I mean he'd done that on the edge. And then what was it? Yeah, did you say "Along Came a Spider"? Is that mm. I've seen yeah, that I, uh, before. Yeah. yeah, before. Yeah,
6: but again,
3: that. that's that's got littered with some of the worst CGI you'll ever see. Yeah, really. Car
6: crash.
3: Oh, yeah. Chris, it's it's Terrible. yeah, like it's so bad that you can't actually look past it. Is that it's that it's that yeah. bad. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's the sequel to Kiss trick? the Girls, isn't it? Well, yeah. As in, yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a Morgan Freeman
3: mystery. You know yeah, what?
6: yeah,
3: <laughs> um, yeah the, uh, Morgan Freeman joint.
6: Yeah, <laughs> Alex well, cross, Alex cross,
2: yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. But did he, I, I've always got mixed up. It's Mulholland Falls. He did not Mulholland Drive. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, I haven't seen <laughs> either, but Mulholland Drive
5: is meant to. Be Sorry, all the um, films of, you know, Once the Worries is on Prime. If is it? People it? wanted to oh, see. Oh, oh,
3: nice. I'd Flip. recommend it. Seriously, I would recommend it. Which, like, again, as you say though, Chris, you know, like, when you're looking at people in, like, around the, around 2000, when, or 99, when you're looking at people to direct the next Bond film, I I truly don't know how, and this is no disrespect, and it will come out this way, how Tamahori gets on the top of this list, Mm. I just don't know, I don't Mm. actually know, I don't get it. Well,
4: I I, I think, as Chris says, I don't think he gets at the top of the list, I think he's... The first one to say yeah. yes, thirty second person <laughs> to to announce. i because
6: all the choices no. are, 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 too, are, are also like too bold. I would look like, on paper. I'd love a John Wu Bond film, but yeah. we possible too.
4: Exactly. That, it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I yeah. yeah. Saying, it's a bit like people saying Christopher McQuarrie should. Yeah. I mean, of course, it's it yeah, we've seen. It's that yeah. most babyish. Uh, but Matt he's become maybe. that
3: series John Glenn. Yeah. 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 Well.
2: Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Matt. Yeah. We've seen a Christopher Nolan Bond film. It's called Skyfall.
3: <laughs> it's true. But and I, I but I don't want to see a Christopher Nolan Bond film because I think well, you're right. Those those movies right across that, the same time the Dark Knight stuff was happening and Inception was happening, the Bond movies were just aping now. You know, so it yeah. doesn't, like, I don't need to see any of that. No. Year 2000-ish, 2022, De Palma Bond movie. Oh.
2: Yeah, he's is- got a diverse enough sort of 15, certificate 15 or Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. Kinky scenes in it.
3: Yeah. Significant <laughs> naughty-naughty. Some sexy <laughs> scenes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rudy action. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. Unusual yeah, that it is not... It, it just seems, Sorry, sorry to continue. No, no. no. But it just does seem like a scattergun approach a bit. Yeah. You should, sure, you know, you develop the story, you, you're developing what you want the film to sort of be and look like. So, if you want like a a more sort of character driven film, then yeah, Michael Apted, or Apted, yeah, yeah. that's when yeah, we, like, Michael, we want you back. Then, oh no, we want you know something like Tony Scott, like,
1: mm. like
4: a frenetic, highly edited action film, or John Woo, or something. They're, they're quite different sort yeah. of. Yeah. Then, you know, I know it's just piece, but piece. Uh, <laughs> Asking <laughs> uh, on a... <laughs> Scorsese, like, I don't yeah,
2: know. Yeah, but Tamahorai wasn't this kind of director. It's almost no, in this true. film, that's and, true. you know, Christian Wagner, maybe, and all that sort of... That he yeah. became that kind of director, didn't he?
7: It just seems like there's a big conflict across the board of yeah. everybody's interests, Yeah, interest, I think you're right,
3: really. John. You're right, John.
7: Because I think, like, when you watch the documentary, you know, they're, they're trying to be polite, but there's a lot of frustration in yeah. terms of... The writers, but even in the big board meetings, there's so much frustration going on and, and they're trying to not make it personal with Tamahori, but but it comes across like they're very annoyed with him because he comes in with these grandy ideas of this yeah. is a Bond film, we need to be big. It's definitely that all comes from him. The idea we need to be big. We need to do this x and and the amount of times that it goes back to Purvis and Wade. Oh, we're having to do another rewrite to fit into this. It's changed yeah. again and stuff. there's clearly somewhere, and it probably is an MGM. It's probably a studio thing. The pressure's come and they've had to change the thing from it.
2: Yeah, he's I a bit so- it's an very, outsider,
6: isn't he? You feel a bit sorry for him. It is it, 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 I think the film itself is a great because the film is quite bipolar. It's one. It's like. Mm. It's yeah. quite, it's like this is a spy thriller and like everyone says you get up to you know the fire blades and then it's something completely different and I, yeah when you hear all these stories there's a reason why it's such an uneven film is because you've got all these different personalities pulling in one direction yeah like trying to compromise when really it should have been having a director who's on board when the, the we started writing it rather than coming in late and going write me a scene that's this big and write Mm-mm, me yeah. this yeah and then it just, mm. just fit with the, the, the first 30 pages of the script it's it's and i say and I, I, I it's so frustrating that the w- the series still have this approach to every film yeah like, like let's just throw a couple of ideas down Right, Who else, who's a popular Right. Let's get them to write. Who is going to direct it? Well, I don't know. Let's see who will accept. Right, who else can we, ca- who can we cast? Oh, well, who won and, you know, who got nominated? Yes. Right. Yeah. I think it's that scattergun approach to just, like, ideas. It's just like, what... And then it ends up being all the films are often so uneven. and Yeah. yeah and also, ultimately, very unsatisfying because... <laughs> like,
1: yeah.
6: After this one. Starting after <laughs> this one. It's not to say that those films don't have, you know... The execution isn't good in the what is good. It's just it's just all over the place, and I just wish that there was a, a like say. I think I feel that when, when Cobie Broccoli died, we lost that firm ha- guiding. Yeah, one voice. voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you are hired, but we're going to stay within this lane. You know, but we can change lanes between films, but we stay in the lane for this yeah. film, and yeah. it was on board, and it re- mm. moves smoothly. Damn it, you are right.
2: Apparently, MGM had the doubts about Tamahore, though. It's, so, it's like almost like watching him and seeing is he doing it right and everything. But Tamahori apparently he was lobbying them hard. Like he he had all these ideas that he wanted to do. So he, he did care. He certainly really wanted to do. It's mm. Not like mm. go oh, yeah. on. I'm I'll do this because I've had a bad couple of years. You know, I, I need a I need a boost to the CV. Purvis said in that in that documentary, he, he did feel that there's a more realistic version of the story in there somewhere. But it was Tamahori who made it more popcorn and comic book than their intentions. And you know, I suppose if you're saying that they're involved in writing all these films, most of them are more uh, well le- low key, aren't they, compared to this? So, and Tamahori does accept that he wanted to do that partly. But Barbara was like, "Once Were Warriors" is one of the greatest films of the last fifty years. So, I think we really do need to see this. <laughs> Well, thank goodness we've got Raymond
6: Benson's novelisation. That, that, yeah. True.
2: Yeah. adaptation <laughs> of that story. Oh, I can't, I'm looking forward to reading this. So, yeah, as I said, Brosnan didn't get on too well with Tamahori because he, he says he wasn't as polished as, as Martin Campbell because he he didn't have all the shots ready, you know, like, right, I want this done this way, that mm-hmm. way. And he's a bit of a wild card. Apparently, Tamahori went to watch The Bourne Identity with Barbara and Michael, you know, while this was... Been filmed, and, and he was like, "Look, this is what we're dealing with. You've got to up your game." So you know, it's almost like I—I I gave them the idea of doing it more like Bourne and oh. you know, To Earth, and really. But he was like, "No, they're not ready for this yet. You know, they need a new actor to do this." And I think obviously, him and Brosnan clashed a bit. And this is during the publicity of the film. Apparently, he even told the journalist, "I don't care if I never see him in a tux again." <laughs> it's quite a crisp phrase, isn't it? But. No. No. I feel no. That's it's quite depressing though, isn't oh, it? Rob's it is, it's really it is. depressing.
6: Rob's is going to turn into like the host or something. I'm waiting
1: for a face <laughs> <to laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So after of the Day, so Lee Tamahori he directed the box office bomb, X State of the Union, with Ice Cube, which was criticised for its illogical story, wooden performances, and overuse of CGI. He then went, that was a gag, never mind. He then went yeah. on to direct Box Office Bomb next with Nicolas Cage, which is criticized for its illogical story, <laughs> wooden performances and <laughs> overuse of CGI. This is consistent. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah.
4: Uh no wooden wooden performances, would we say? No,
2: I wouldn't know. In I, what? In in Down of the Day? I've not seen the others. They're <laughs> I li-
6: they're, not, they're not the right performances right for it, but I think they're pretty lively. Oh yeah, yeah. There's wooden in it.
2: I think there are elements of, of wood.
7: <laughs> I there, there's one thing that with this film is that there's three separate characters and this is a script, this is a script dialogue issue, but the way that they all say, I've never seen a film that's introduces people so much by them personally saying I am, and then their name. And it's so wooden how they do it. So Zhao says it, peaceful fountains of desire says it, <laughs> and Mr. <Kill. laughs> and Mr. Kill. And i never, it's like, it's like fourth wall breaking. I am Zhao. You know, it's like you when primary believe. school kids are doing yeah. a doing a play, and they introduce themselves in that way. <laughs> it's like
2: our Bond films, isn't it? A lot of it, it's really English.
4: Yeah. Fair enough. I just think a lot of the time, some of the performances are a bit too quite over the top. In the well, I-
2: yeah, Hammy,
6: yeah, Hammy,
4: yeah. yeah.
7: Could say really that Toby
6: Stevens out. was wooden, no,
4: or even no, no. I
2: suppose people would say maybe Denise Richards was wooden, wouldn't they? I suppose is that. Is that- is that what we're kind of comparing it with? I'm just, just out of interest. Like, as, as if
3: you compare it... It's like, it's like as if anyone ever in the world would call Toby Stevens wooden. Yeah. The guy's yeah. a milkshake. Yeah. He's a milkshake in this film. Like He's giving, oh. everything. <laughs> like, giving like, everything. Like languidly giving every syllable, everything he's got. He's yeah. amazing, isn't he? Yeah. He was massive. under
4: your nose. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: Let's right. have the weapon we? <laughs> oh, it's
2: Wonderful. Come on, I want more, Toby. Come on, put your back. Come on, put your back. Put your back into, it. Back into, it. You back into it. Yeah. Right. I'm. I'm afraid that Lee Tomahore did a, he did a bit of a George Michael, didn't he? I don't know whether you know about. Yeah. It. He had to service the community <laughs> on charges of criminal trespass. <laughs> that was that was from outside the song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, criminal trespass isn't really that doesn't really describe what happened. So apparently, he he entered an undercover policeman's car wearing a dress. That's that's nothing to do with you know. Do uh, you not know about this, Rob? What? Yeah, but, yeah. Like,
3: my my internet just went like dead for a second. <laughs> I bet it did. Just yeah, back yeah. in to, like, oh, wow. he entered a officer's car in a dress. Like
2: yeah, yeah. Well, no. uh, I think I think he thought it was a prost or somebody. <laughs> he went. He went. It uh, was actually an undercover policeman, and he offered to perform a sex act in exchange for money. I think the, he was dropped. The charges for that sort of stuff were dropped, and in the end, they just charged him with criminal damage. I don't know what. Don't know what that was, but sorry, criminal <laughs> trespass. Sorry. Uh, Rooms. Uh, uh, <laughs>
6: so this might be
2: partly why <laughs> we haven't seen as much from him uh, in recent years.
6: He's still working, though, isn't he?
2: Yeah. So he, does, yeah. he did. Yeah. The Devil's Double. Oh, on the streets.
6: Oh, no. I was <laughs> going to say what. In, the, in which he
2: did, in streets? He Sorry. did The Devil's yeah. Double. Yeah. Has anyone seen that with Dominic Cooper? The Devil's Double.
4: Oh, about the... Um, those twins, those. Uh, I think his sons. Saddam Hussein's, oh, yeah. Saddam Hussein, yeah. Same, yeah dear me <laughs> <laughs> me. Yeah. famous people? I know. The last...
2: And <laughs> then he did Mahana... Which is a New Zealand film, very well received. Which oh, wow. reunited him with yeah, Tamara yeah. Morrison,
4: <laughs> with The Rock, and uh... yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> ah, Get Out. I knew you said no. But apparently, that was you know going back to the toned down, once we were warriors style and all that.
4: Tamahore. You know. the
2: Tamahori, yeah. <laughs> Can you remember Alan Church mentioned that he did a film with him uh, where called Emperor? A- amazing cast, Agent Brody, I think, was in it, and he said he said Lee Tamahori was an absolute legend. But it's never been released. It was like some massive big budget epic that's still not been released, and I think it was filmed like five years ago. <laughs> it's pretty depressing, that isn't it?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> and then, so and then his other one that the only thing he's done other than that is direct an episode of Billions, one of my favourite shows. Yeah, so, media. Yeah, he does. However, have a forthcoming film out, Babyishly, something like about I think set in Australia in you know the eighteen hundreds about some vicar. Called The Converts, quite babish. Starring oh. Guy Pierce. Ah. Huh? Quite that sounds quite quite crisp. So okay. we'll we'll see what Lee has to has to offer after after that.
5: Right, any more thoughts on on Lee? <laughs> I think, think there are some good elements. There's some there's he does bring some value to like some of the action scenes and sort of the revealing of like, you know, I know it's only the first scene, but Chris has already sort of talked about how the boldness of showing waves but I love, like, the, the choices to reveal the agents one-by-one one surfing and things yeah, like that. Yeah. I think, you know, those are... I think it does a few um, shots and things that are memorable um, and for good reasons, for good reasons.
2: I love how you chose the very
5: first shot, like, and after that. <laughs> after that, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but as in, even yeah. that, you know, it has... That, it's quite important that you get the first shot right. Right, well, yeah, yeah. Stifle.
4: I think... Sorry, Harry, you still... Still no. no, no,
5: no.
1: time six minutes. Six
4: minutes. I think with a Bond film, I don't think you want it to be over directed, if you know what I mean. No. yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, I agree. Yeah. It needs a good referee, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 So stylized. And I, and I, you know, a lot of these techniques, I'm surprised that they don't think at the time, like, will this become a bit dated or will it age it? No, I, this, I watched um, Avatar recently, which I really like. But I remember there was this thing that I think it started in Transformers. Harry, I remember we observed this. Oh, I know I what you're it's, doing doing it. it's almost like it's documentary Z- style. Zooms in on something. Uh, suddenly zooms in on a certain. It actor. happens.
5: Yeah. It happens in Attack of the Clones when Yoda is aboard a flying yeah. ship. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It does, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah.
4: yeah. Awful. It's a weird style from that sort of the Naughties or something. The island. And it, yeah, I don't think it happened. Gotcha. Yeah, it doesn't happen anymore, and I'm just surprised that they don't think at these times. Um, or maybe they don't, you know. Yeah, this is of its time. So, but mm. I think he's put too much. He's had. He's ended up having too much say and having too much of a stamp on 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 this film mm. in terms of how it looks, how it feels, and
3: probably is to blame for a lot of the the errors. I I would agree uh, and I also I agree with that concept mm. and discussion on dating as well cuz I think that this will th- th- this is dated actually a little bit better actually watching it recently yeah. than I yeah. thought but it, it's it's not like I think so many of the films hang uh, you know uh, stand up these days because of getting the fundamentals right you know like mm-hmm. without doing the stylistic, the the overly stylized choices I actually do think the Mendes films will date really badly.
1: Mm,
7: yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that whilst I think they are completely overstylized, I do think they date the, the Mendes. Tam, the, the Tamahori ones. What I will say, he can tell a story. Yes, in a, he can. Yes. He I, can. I will say, it, it, this, this is a far better telling of a story than Quantum of Solace in mm, terms yeah. of like the direct, you, you understand, regardless of what you think of it. You know what this film does. Yeah. You know where it starts, you yeah. know the minute and you know how it ends. And it and, and actually I know that that's the absolute basics of directing. However, that can't be taken for granted with the Bond films that we've had recently. Yeah.
4: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also John you were saying about the action scenes and stuff. The action's good in this and that's very yeah. I mean. for that. And Absolutely. I know not another
5: example from the, you know, near the start, but there's so, there, there are a few odd bits, but in the pre-title sequence, like, obviously we'll get onto it, but like, when the, the tension of the firing squad, when Bond is, you know, is, he's yeah. uh, given up, yeah, like, it's, you know, the, the oh. then, then they suddenly drop the guns and, oh, sorry, yeah, no, no, yeah. sorry, no, sorry, the first firing squad where he, he you know, he, <laughs> what does he do? He does a, oh, he yeah. blows up the bomb in the suitcase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's real tension there that he creates. And, you know, I think it's pr- always pretty impressive if you can create t- tension in an opening scene. And then, yeah, the later firing squad in the mist and all that, I think there's lots of memorable, memorable stuff and mini-storytelling within an action scene that he does well. And it does go on, even the stuff from um, Los Organos. I think there's some good there's good stuff there where he tells it really well. Mm. I can't believe it's, it's, you
3: can say Los Organos with, without laughing.
5: <laughs> uh, I don't know how it's done. Los
3: Organos
2: <laughs> Can't believe I've just realized, you know, just because they do organ transplants there, is it? I mean I to... Chris, you, you probably the second unit director, Vic Armstrong, of course. He's, well, he's your stunt man, stunt choreographer, coordinator, and second unit, absolute the best you can get, pretty much. So he is responsible for a lot of the action. But the world is not enough to criticize that the action isn't quite up to standard, but that was done by him too. So does that mean Tamahori did raise the action a bit?
6: Yeah, I suppose
2: I suppose the 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 actor was
6: definitely brought on to to as an actor's director. And I think mm-hmm. Tamahori yeah. had, yeah. had more experience with thrillers and and, and other things. So, so I think that maybe you're right. Maybe you know obviously him sitting down with you know <laughs> saying so Michael head doing the mojito scene. <laughs> right. <laughs> We can't, we can't.
1: <laughs> but, you know, like,
6: obviously, you know, he's still the director of the film, so he has some influence on how the action is shot and put together and then edited. So yeah. I you're right. Maybe that's where his strength lies. And also, he manages to get... And this is why I disagree about, that. you know, it being kind of one performances. I think that the performances are... In keeping with the tone of the film, absolutely, you know? yeah, it's yeah, this yeah, and you know, Toby Stevens is how he gets a bad press is beyond me. Does yeah.
7: it? it I agree the, with you.
6: Absolutely, looks I like. love him. He delivers great but He delivers it, and he's like snarls through half of the film. Oh, yeah. you know? And you want him? You want him to
5: die? My word! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's yeah. such a body. So oh, actually,
3: thrilled by the prospect.
6: <laughs> uh, no, I think I think maybe Tamah- We need maybe maybe credit Tamahori. You know, with you know that kind of you know with the action more than like Apted was
2: able to do. Um, so yeah, uh, credit was credits due. But I assume again, he with the actors, he was doing the now. Come on, go on, go for it. Really give it more and all this. Yeah, enjoy yourself.
4: <laughs> yeah, he might do that technique. Technique, if you know, let's do one take of it. Understated. Yeah, understated like. The editor like, would
1: we'll
3: just use the overstayed. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. well, no! I bet he did the overstayed one first, and then always said, "Yeah, just, I'm going to say action. Just don't roll the film. You do, you know, yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
6: yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Just yeah. in the <laughs> next shot, that's film." Really, the worst. Thanks for listening so far, but continue to part 2 of our Dine of the Day review, where we get onto the film itself with the pre-title sequence and discuss that infamous Madonna song.